Welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, our first show in July. Happy July, everybody. I want to give you the number to call in if you'd like to call in and read tonight. It is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. have a couple of things to go through before we get started tonight. I want to let you know that I didn't write down the dates for that, so I may not do that part. But I want to let you know that if you're interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, we would absolutely love to have you do that. You do not need to be a professional workshop provider in order to do this because we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn, no matter where we are in our writing careers. So if you have an idea, just shoot me a message. Probably contacting me on Facebook would be the easiest. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under first name Nyla, N-Y-L-A, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Let me know what you'd like to put together, and I can get that set up for you. You can pre-record these on your computer and send me the MP3 file, or you can have me do a conference call with you where I call you and we chat for a little bit. Maybe I can interview you real quick and talk about you know, what you're going to be putting together and then shut off my mic and turn it over to you and you go till you're done. With that said, your workshops can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long. We can just get going and... and uh, go from there. So yeah, you can pre-record them, you can do them live if you would like, or you can do a combination of both. We can play the pre-recorded part first and then come on live and answer questions and things like that afterwards. So just let me know what you'd like to do and we can get that set up. The next thing I want to do is make sure, and we do have two of those possibly coming up in July. I mean, excuse me, in one in July and one in, in August, and we'll either be running a workshop. There's two Thursdays I will not be here, so we'll be either be running a workshop or we will have uh, Christopher Ryan on with us hosting while I am out and about, and we'll get more into that later. Just let you know. So we do, you know, if you do want to put together a workshop, that would be a good opportunity for us to have that in order to play on one of those shows Thursdays if we need to. All right, next. I would like to take a moment and thank our sponsors. I think that's very, very, very important to acknowledge those of you who stepped up to the plate and helped support the show for our 2021 broadcast season. So for all of you who dipped into your pocket, and there was a lot of you this year, this was absolutely a combined effort to keep us on the air. This our, We're in our 14th year of broadcasting, guys. And so... You know, even with last year being so hard on so many of us for so many reasons, you know, and a lot of them, you know, a lot of us weren't especially, I know what that's like, not having that income coming in because of all the pandemic stuff that was going on. And a lot of you jumped in and did what you could to help out. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate you, all of you, for every single bit you did in helping to keep us, you know, help help towards the... um, 2021 broadcasting license keeping us on the air it's an amazing community and i am so proud of all of you and i love you so much so these are our 2021 sponsors can everybody stand up please 
drum roll. All right, here we go. Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad and Darling Kuhn, Uma Ponchapalli, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldman, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, John Kays, Paula Sweet, Timothy Melton, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert Mickey, Jade Mist, Rose Rosen, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, Dennis Must, Barbara Cope Wilson, and anonymous donations in the memory of Cherry Rose, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Charles C.B. Banks, Glenn Steele, Rick Smith II, and King's Cadence. Always keeping those who are close to us closer still now. All right. So, you guys, thank you. You're amazing. You know, and I talked to you a little bit about how cool this list was. Um, you know, the impact that you guys have. There are so many people on this list that um, are not poets. They don't call in and read. There's a lot of them who listen to the show, but there's even some that don't. Those who There's people on here who just know about the community and what we do here and jumped up and helped support us this year. So it's, it's there's, you know, I, let's see, one, two, one, two, three, three of the people on this list I went to high school with. And they followed the show and and jumped in this year and helped out. And I just think that that's so awesome. Um, you know, very cool. Just all of you. All of you are incredibly special for supporting this community like this, and we appreciate you. Thank you. All right, now, I hope you have your notebooks and your pens and papers out and ready to go because we are going to be doing our inspiration from the inkwell, our mini workshop portion of the show. And since it is summer, what I am doing is I am next couple of weeks we're only going to be doing your poetry prompts as I redo our exercise and journal assignment portions of this. And I decided to just kind of let it slack for a little bit and because I really want you guys out there enjoying your summer and having fun and, and you know, living life and having experiences and all that stuff. You know, you have to have that input in order to have output. You can't sit at a desk with incense burning and your little funny poet hat and, you know, your, your pen at the poise just waiting for inspiration to happen. You know, nothing sucks worse than waiting for your muse to come and pounce on you. You know, there's so many people, one of the things, there's a workshop I teach called um, Writer's block is just an urban legend. You've heard me talk about that before. But that's one of the, the problems that we have. There's no such, first of all, there is no such thing as, as writer's block. You know, and it's like the boogeyman. If you don't believe in it, it can't hurt you. Writer's block does not exist. Absolutely, period, end of quote. It's a crutch that we use. We're being lazy. I said it. It's a crutch that we use for not developing a writer's discipline. Writing is a craft, you know, just like anything else. If you're a painter, you don't just paint one picture and sit around and wait for the paint to jump on the canvas. No, you have to keep practicing. You have to keep doing things to improve your technique. You have to keep learning to grow. And we as artists, 
as poets need to do the same thing. So my point is, go out there and have fun this summer. Have experiences that you can write up. Pay attention to the world. And uh, you know, then, then you'll, you'll feed your brain. So in that vein, we are only doing the I want to keep things light for the first part of this summer. And we're only going to be doing your poetry prompts and your pick apart a prompt writing exercise because they tie hand in hand now. I've combined them so it's much more fun to work with both of them. And you're kind of, you know, two birds and killing two birds with one stone. But I do not endorse the killing of small animals or cute little fuzzy things, just so you know. My 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 opinions are not a reflection of the community as a whole, I guess. Don't go out and kill birds. But you can do the proverbial bird. Two birds, one stone, whatever. Okay, anyway. Poetry prompts. I'm stalling to give you time, guys, time to have your journal and your pen and papers out. So I hope that was sufficient. So what I want you to do is I want you to remember, first of all, these poetry prompts, they're like seeds planted. They're like dandelion fluffs that I blow into the wind. I don't know where they're going to land. I don't know what they're going to grow into. They're all the same seed, but who knows what it's going to end up when you get a hold of it. So with that said, these prompts can be the title of your poem. You can use them as a line in your poem or the general concept of your poem. So say the prompt is war. You don't necessarily have to say the word war if you can tell the concept of your poem was inspired by war, for example. Okay, so the title of your poem, a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem. Beyond these guidelines, it's up to you what you do with them. Okay, so I want you to number your paper 1 through 12. I have 12 prompts for you tonight. And as I go through these, keep in mind, if you happen to miss one, it's okay. No problem, no biggie. At the end of the show, the, we will go into, uh, the show will go into the archives, the podcast, and you can come back and listen to that at your leisure and write, down, write all of these down. And the same token, if you're sitting there some night and you don't know anything to write about or you're looking for inspiration, you know, you're not sitting there passively passively drinking tea waiting for your muse to show up, but you're going to go out there and look for that inspiration. You can turn into the first 15 minutes of any of our programs. And remember, we have 14 years worth of programs. And you will be able to hear some writing prompts, writing exercises, those type of things, something to, to give you that little push, nudge, and get you up and going. All righty. So, your first prompt is, 1 through 12 now, your first prompt is, window broken with pebbles. Window broken with pebbles. Number two, a test of the emergency broadcast system. A test of the emergency broadcast system. Number three, a stark oneness. A stark oneness. Number four, soil under my fingernails. Soil under my fingernails. Number five, I was flying in my dreams last night. I was flying in my dreams last night. Number six, forgotten origin. Forgotten origin. Number seven, Blue eyes a century older. I like this one. Makes me think of my great-grandma. Blue eyes a century older. Number eight. For eight hours 
for eight hours. Number nine, the sounds from my mouth. The sounds from my mouth. Number ten, on a merry-go-round horse. On a merry-go-round horse. Number eleven, I shall not leave here. I shall not leave here. Number 12, fateful lightning. Fateful lightning. Now remember with these 12 prompts, you can write one poem to each prompt. You can mix and match them. Uh, You can do line 2 and 7, jump up and grab 3, and go all the way down and get 11, and use all of those lines in one poem. Or you can get real froggy and write one poem using all 12 lines. And something that I have done recently... Uh, the last couple weeks is I've not had a theme with this with the lines that I've picked the twelve prompts, but I have tried to stay in the same universe or the you know stay with the, somewhat within the same flavor. So it's a little bit easier for you to. It's not it's going to be easy whatsoever. I, I, that's not the bad word, best word. It's going to be somewhat more likely that you're going to be able to use all of these in a one poem together. And it'll be a real fun, it's real fun and awesome challenge for you to try to do that. And I remember one week I took all 12, and I hadn't planned on doing this, but someone mentioned on the show, so I took all 12 lines without altering them at all and without adding any extra words. I wrote a poem using all 12 lines. And this is the first show of the month, and I'm technically supposed to read a poem of mine or I'm supposed to uh, either read a poem of mine or play a track. And so what I'm going to do while I'm playing the track in a little bit, I'm going to see if I can find the poem I wrote using all of the prompts without changing a line. And that's the poem I'll read for the first of the month because that's our deal. I, I don't normally read, but you guys make me do one thing a month. So if I, if I can find that, that's what I'll read tonight. If not, then maybe I'll, I'll save it and do my reading next week so I can kind of show an example of how fun that can be. But, the, you know, the fact is that these are word puzzles. They're something fun to play with, something to challenge yourself. You know, when you sit down to write, you don't have to, you know, plan on writing something amazing every single time worth uh, posting on Facebook and getting all the likes for you know, sometimes you can just sit down and write messy and explore and poke things with a stick and see what happens. You know, it's by doing that that you grow as a writer, by doing something that steps you out of your comfort zone. All right, so those are your prompts for the week. Now, your writing exercise portion of this is combining your poetry prompts with your pick-apart-a-prompt writing exercise. Now, this exercise is uh, designed to highlight that what we do with a prompt before we write to it is far more important than what we write to it. This exercise will help us get away from writing the typical first knee-jerk reaction that we are naturally pushed in when something inspires us. So for this exercise, you'll be using, as I said, all 12 poetry prompts I just gave you. And... From the list, I want you to start on a clean journal page, first of all, excuse me, journal page, and write down the first prompt. Write number one and write down the first prompt. Then I want you to spend a little bit thinking about the prompt, thinking about what it says to you, how many faces it could have, how many voices it could could take the place of or speak for. 
um, you know, all the different ways you could twist it into a different poem. What's all the metaphors it could be used for or literally be taken as? So I want you to really think about the prompt itself before you write to it. Really dissect it, all right? And then I want you to write down at least six different directions or six different poems that you could write to that one prompt, all right? So make a list of at least six different poems you could write to that one prompt. I want you to, when you finish that one, I want you to move on to the next one and then on down the list till you have written at least six ideas for poems you could write to each of the 12 prompts. So one by one, go down the list and write six ideas for poems for each prompt until you are done. And I guarantee you that... You cannot get through this exercise without one of the ideas tripping you, grabbing you by the hair, and running away from you. This is what it's called. This is what's called not sitting passively waiting for your muse. You're baiting your muse. You're going out there and going after her aggressively or him aggressively or them aggressively. I am not going to gender identify your muse <laughs> or assume that there's just one. If you're like me, it's it's messy in there but aggressively going out and finding inspiration doing things that get that side of your brain running fluidly and when you do that when things run things run fluid fluidly something's going to jump up like a rock in a stream and cause a ripple and then the rapids and then you're you're a waterfall it's a great metaphor huh so, yeah, that will happen. So you will not be able to get through this without something grabbing a hold of you, and that's the beauty of this assignment. All right? And in doing this, you're going to write about things in a unique, different, and incredibly amazing way that you normally wouldn't write about it in were you to just jump on the first thing that you thought of and think that, that you're following inspiration. You're not. You're following muscle memory. So let go of the habit and dig deeper into your brain and find the things that you're really about. And those are the things you'll write. So once again, these are your 12 poetry prompts and the prompts you'll be using in your pick-apart-a-prompt writing exercise for this week. And they are, number one, window broken with pebbles. Number two, a test of the emergency broadcasting system. Number three, a stark oneness, four, soil under my fingernails, five, I was flying in my dreams last night, six, forgotten origins, seven, or origin, forgotten origin, seven, blue eyes a century older, eight, for eight hours, nine, the sound from my mouth, ten, on America Round Horse, 11, I shall not leave here, 12, fateful lightning. And there you go. I know you'll have fun with those. Now, remember, we are focusing on reading, 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 the concept. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. You need that in, say it with me, you need input in order to have output. So feed your brains. You are what you eat, and that applies to what you feed your brain as well. So feed it well. A couple of activities we've been focusing on is one, uh, the first one is learning a, pushing ourselves to learn a new poetry form every single month. This is an area where I don't care what 
style of writer are we are <laughs> what style of writer we are or what way we normally write it is really good to have a working knowledge of your craft and to expand and explore inspiration and there's nothing more fun than playing with word puzzles and that's what these poetry forms are I used to think of them as being math and I stayed as far away from them as I could until I realized they weren't math, they were word puzzles. And then I always got all happy. <laughs> so every single month, learn one new poetry form. Remember, out of our comfort zone is where we learn, is where we grow. Next, I want you to go out every single day. Every single day. And write a haiku poem. I want you to walk through your day and look for something worth 17 syllables and if you jot it down and it's only 15 I don't care you can always go back and add the other two later or you can go and take five away if you need to or restructure it but the idea is to get those poetic hiccups onto paper because our creative brain talks to us all day long there's things out there in the world that jump out and grab us and little things come into our head but then we have to push it away because we're running to the computer or we're getting coffee for our boss or we're you know trying to trying to beat that light how long would it take you to write down 17 syllables to stop doesn't the creative side of you deserve that doesn't the true you doesn't your soul, your soulmate you, deserve that that couple of minutes' attention? Look how much attention you give the shit in life that does not matter. Pay attention to this side of you, and it will pay attention to you. So every single day, look for, find something with 17 syllables and write it down. Just think about it. If you were to do that for a year, after the year, you would have 365 haiku poems. If you picked out between 38 of those for a chapbook, maybe 60 for a manuscript, you'd have your first haiku poetry book written. Easy peasy. Nowhere near as daunting when you think of it like that, right? So lots of benefits to doing that. That's it. That's what I have for your mini workshop uh, inspiration from the inkwell portion of the show. I hope you enjoyed that. Remember, if you did not catch any of that, you can always come back and listen to the archives once the show has finished and goes into its podcast form on our website. All right. With that said, now it is time to play an audio track. I always start and end every episode with an audio track from one of you guys. So if you're interested in having me play your piece on the air, you can do that. Oh, by the way, we've been having issues with the chat room. So if you've not been able to get into the chat room, please refresh your page and it should let you in now. Okay. Um, I just got a thing from the text saying that we'll see. We'll see if you can get in. They said that it should be running. So we'll see. We'll see if it's opened. If I see anyone jump in here with me, I'm all by myself. Don't want to be. Oh, <laughs> yay, people are coming in. I'm not all by myself. All right, so anyway, I'm going to play an audio track. If you want to send your audio tracks to me, you can email them to me. And the word that is in our email title, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put audio track, MP3 files, something of that sort, into the subject line. And I will grab that and upload it to the show library and uh, we'll play it for the world. The track that I'm going to start the show with 
today is by Savannah Brown, and it is called Skinny Girls Bleed Flowers. These are not monsters. There are no monsters here. These feel like love, and when they creep inside you, it's like something once missing is finally coming home. How could a monster make such pretty girls? Pretty girls, pretty skinny girls. They look like everything that is wonderful about being alive, like vodka diet cokes and pictures of hip bones at the beach, and all I've eaten for the past three days is my own fingernails, and these monsters, not monsters, can make you pretty too. You'll learn to make jokes about why you're slicing the five strawberries you brought for lunch and breakfast and dinner into 25 pieces, lifting the morsels from perfectly folded napkin with delicate, crackling fingers to hesitant tongue. And when the jokes get too cumbersome and taste too much like nourishment, like letting go, like happiness, learn to put an end to lunch. Forget what it means, and by the end of your last year of high school, you'll know every spot in the building where no one will ask where your friends are and why you look so tired. The monsters, not monsters, will share their secrets. You'll learn that needles and bones, when crushed into a fine paste and stirred into the twenty glasses of water you were going to drink today, taste like lemonade. And you can have a sip for only the cost of the rest of your life spent worshipping the feeling of hollow, searching up number and number and dead girl and number, you two can spend the rest of the day smelling of what you just had to scrub off the bathroom floor. Go, they'll say, outstretching manicured hands, bottle cap wrists, memorize menus, and all the lies you can tell, spend hours at the grocery store counting. Fifty, one hundred, two hundred, no more than three, or else suddenly your thighs begin to inflate like the balloons from all the birthday parties you couldn't go to. You will learn to avoid celebration, because celebration means food. You will spend Christmas Day fantasizing about burying your dissolving teeth into your knuckles until your heart stops. The not monsters will feed you your first cigarette and your second, and your tenth. They will leave your once shiny hair in a clump on your pillowcase just for you. And when your body gets too weak, it starts to crumble. But where sick breaks skin, sunflowers will grow. An entire garden will force itself from your empty stomach, billowing out your mouth and you'll choke. But you'll be happy because at least you're not eating. You'll decompose until you cannot be differentiated from all the skeletons that have been living in your closet. Don't you wish you could shrink? Don't you wish you could have that control? Don't you wish you could make your mom cry because she just doesn't get why you do this? You don't get why you do this. You're smart, but you just Google how many calories are in toothpaste. The pretty girls. Pretty girls, pretty skinny girls, pretty dying girls, pretty dead girls. The parasite can be restrained but not destroyed. But no matter, it is a beautiful thing to be made of porcelain. A picture of your hip bones at the beach was worth it.
That was Savannah Brown with Skinny Girls Bleed Flowers. Absolutely incredible piece. You can check her out on YouTube. You'll find both that piece and many more of hers. So an amazing poet. I'm really glad that we're able to share that with you. All right, guys. I want to give you the number to call in again. It is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. And if you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as, it looks like area code 731 will be our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I do bring you on the air, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that your name is attached to your work and that people know who's reading. And then right now, looking at the board, we I am I don't know yet. I know we were having issues with the chat. I don't know if we're having issues with the lines, but right now we're okay. It looks like you guys can go ahead and read two poems um, if you'd like to read two. And if that changes, if the lines get too busy later on in the show and I need to change that and cut that back to just one, I will let you know when that happens. If that happens on your turn, I'm terribly sorry. But right now, you're good for two. Two's good to go. When you are done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's really important that people know how to come find you and uh, so they can get to know you and your work better before you come back here and read next week, help you start building up your writing network. And then please remember that we do have a mature rating, which means you will and normally do hear just about anything on this show, with the exception of hardcore adult porn poems, Um, nothing too graphic, no bumping body parts, no tab A, end of slot B. Other than that, you are good to go. Let me go ahead and give you the first three callers so you kind of have a heads up on where you are. We have, as I said, 731 is our first caller, followed by 518 and then 972. All right, so let's go ahead and grab Michael. 731, are you on the air? You are on Hello, the air. Nala. Are you with me? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Nala, I'm always Hi. with you. Mm-hmm. I feel well, that. It's, uh, it's July. Does that mean anything to you? Um, It's July. No. Me neither. But some people, it's a really big deal. You and I, we're more we're more seasonal oriented. What? Why? What? Why? Besides Fourth of July, is it supposed to be? Is it important for something else? I don't know. It is to some people. Some people are just big on months. Uh-huh. Some people are in. Some people are into soothsayers. Do you, you know, know what my that? month is? What? My month is November. Is it? Yeah. I love winter. I love fall. I love the transition between fall and winter. It's my absolute favorite time of the year. Wow. That's like toward the end of the cycle, though. Mm-hmm. Here that means I'm going to have a nice long life. What's your favorite one? I don't know. Now that you got it going like that, that's like closure, death. That's a good thing to read about. Let's read about death tonight. <laughs> what I'll do 
I'll read a couple. I got some poems here about death. I got a lot of poems about it. Since I just turned 65 and went through all the Medicare stuff, I got death on the brain anyway. Here. How about this one right here? Do you know who the Spectre is? On the what? Do you know who the Spectre is? Do you follow In, Do you follow comic books? I don't, but I if it's it's like a it's a it's a it's not, a is it a villain or a superhero? It's a superhero, yeah. Okay. It's one of the good guys, the Spectre. I guarantee you, you got some people in your audience that are into comics. They'll argue DC or Marvel. Oh, Christopher! Would, Christopher would be right on that. I'm telling you. <laughs> See, he well, came over. He came over with pizza one time and made me sit down and watch every single. We had like a movie thon and we watched every single uh, Marvel show in chronological order, not in the order that they came out, but in order of who was introduced first in the comic books. <laughs> it was crazy. Wow, I get you. All right. <clears throat> Well, this is about the Spectre. It's called It's Not Easy Being Dead for the Spectre. You ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not easy being dead. Such is the life I live. Jim Corrigan was who I was and subsequently am. My fate is but penance. There was nothing to forgive. Turned away from heaven's gate to earth one condemned. Granted, superpowers might seem a blessing to some, to fly or teleport or at times converse with the haints. From enthusiastic ghostly guardian, would I have become a cynical master of retribution, unfit for the faint? For decades long, I've wandered the D.C. universe since the early 40s when my origin did unfold. From justice society to Earth Prime I traverse many of my adventures told in the brave and bold. I do my job and I do it well if I should have to boast. Perhaps Hal Jordan, former Green Lantern, is all they said. To Cape, perchance to dream, depart this veil of ghosts. Some find peace in undue time. It's not easy being dead. In peace. That was that was crazy good. It's all factual. So there. So so there. Take that. <laughs> it was well resourced. And remember when I wrote it, people said, "Man, you're really into this." <laughs> That's right. That's the beginning. I was there in the forties. That's insane. Okay. Do you have that one posted on your site, just so I know? No, I have. That's not been posted. That hasn't been posted anywhere since MySpace in 2008. That's that's actually where I found both poems that I'm reading tonight from 2008 on the MySpace plane. Let's get to the second one. Okay. Dedication. By Michael Todd. According to nature, how this story begins, a short life of trouble, this journey called. From the cradle to the grave, to our chagrin, 
All too often seems our progress is stalled, lending folly toward calculated stages. What seems fair according to our plan, tribulations have no regard for ages encountered in this all too brief span. For the one who can't seem to recall that which should come and hold significance, regress to a place where walk becomes crawl well before the years manage to advance. Others are encumbered by issues of the blood that take away what might be called quality of life, reasons why evasive and rarely understood, questions why digress to how to cope with strife. For those confounded with failed vision or some whose hearing no longer knows thunder, the lame whose staggered steps bear no decision, the one who cannot speak, thoughts left to wander, care and giving from the young to the aged, that which we accept with advancement of time, but all too often improperly gauged when one is so stricken before their prime. Reflections here are not my place to complain. Just observations of life here from my side. I would never contend any life's lived in vain. All have purpose to span this great divide. To close, I'm often reminded what I know to be. Death is merely separation. Comes for us all when due. One can only hope for order. Proceeding is decree. The days afforded here are both precious and few. In peace. Are precious and few. That was very, um, I don't want to say philosophical. I don't know what the word is I want to use, but I absolutely love that. It was very, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? It's going to drive me crazy now. Prophetic. I don't know. I never thought about it. <laughs> you thought about it a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, when I was done, I was done. Well, I think it was a great piece, sweetheart. Well, good. Glad I got us off to a, just a joyful start. <laughs> I thought it was an awesome start. All right, then. Well, do you know what time it is now, Nala? It's time for Michael I know what you're going to say. It's time for Michael. You know, y'all can find me at MikeTodd.blogspot.com. If you, want, if you can spell Mike M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D, come hang out with me. Visit. i got a cute little uh, poetry site. All poems. All poems. Been there a few years. I'm a well-kept secret on the Internet. <laughs> Right. You are a legend, and you do not know it. You are epic, my darling. Yeah. All right, again. Well, hey, thanks for your time this time. Until next time, so long. Thank you, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, love. Okay, bye. Bye. All right. So our next caller comes from area code 518. 518, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? 
I'm doing absolutely wonderful. It's so good to hear from you. You sound great. Yeah, I'm getting that. Did you get your email that I sent you? Um, I have not been on the computer really in the last, actually today much at all, so I'll go check. I don't mean to interrupt or nothing, but yeah, you need to check that so you can receive it. So. Okay. Awesome. So how are you doing, sweetheart? What are you going to share with us tonight? Oh, first of all, introduce yourself to everybody. Oh, yes. Yeah. I am Karen DeWitt, a.k.a. Death Rider. The first piece is called Rich Man versus Poor Man. Slumberous blossoms spun on an acrylic painting hung on the wall just yesterday. And then the world spun on its belly, penetrating the seizures in the fractured pavement. Pregnant parking lots and garages brought in disapproval of its constitution and gas pollution. Across the street corner, people gathered with wide, bulging eyes at the shiny steel being erected on just three legs. Confined to temperamental bosses having a hiss over little or nothing. The control is outrageous, never-ending greedy pockets, pinching dollars with one finger, and the sun matted to the roadway. Steering wheels with a mind of their own, drag racing down over-starched shirt collars and prestigious limbs foraying the exhausted tugs of continuous clappers. Love is no longer a word, for it has been entombed in its shadow and knocked off the deepest ledge into the roaring sea. Folks begging for help, only to be turned away, noses snub with embarrassment if they walk up to them. Men in five-piece dinner menus barking orders to the waitress, no respect for no one other than themselves. Tips stuck back in their pockets because they're entitled to be little assholes. End poem. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I should not laugh fine. at that last line. As a mother, I have to tell you that that needs to be a freaking bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that was incredible, sweetheart. Thank you. You are, you are, are you ready very, for the very next welcome. One? <laughs> I am. That, that piece was intended to give everybody a good laugh, you know, with everything going on. But the next one is called The Little Boy. Apprehending the sorrow-filled clouds pitched high in the black and charcoal sky with a young lad just ten years young. He laid his tiny head on a stone taller than his clapper could reach for a thing with skin and bones with ten limbs split down the middle with wooden slats sewn into the pleats of his paws. They've been crushed in and an old piano like glitter beneath a sunless shadow, elbows scuffed in a cemented rendition of future fears, and the remaining thoughts conceived like an old tree fallen with its last breath. Perhaps you realize much too late. Fingertips of Cerise had fled the scene. He just wanted to hold on to the limb of life, but the tooths had died. Now decayed and harvested bodies of mourned, due, and star-struck empathy. 
Outside on the ripened green leaves, smudges of black were left to highlight the photographs. Only a mute sadness derived from madness that had fallen to the woodplank floors of chestless voices, and there hands were oblivious and weak from erected tongues. Nighttime raised its shade to cushion the screen's forthright, lashing out at the mountain lips. The young boy thought to let your words burn on his chin and disperse them into the dark black abyss, and no longer would one hear his crying melody in poem. Wow. That was intense and powerful and amazing. Thank you. You are very, very welcome. You've got a, a page that you run, don't you, Karen? I, ru- I run a magazine. Yeah, the magazine. I, wouldn't, I didn't know if it was a print one or if it was just online. Um, but do you, you want to tell people what you do with that and what's going on over there? Okay. You want, you want to kind of promote that a little bit because it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I started it in 2010 after, you know, MySpace kind of quit on us. And it, for, it started out for young, you know, young teens and stuff with art, you know, different artistries and stuff, singers, writers, whatnot, or just um, the youth making an impact in their community. But over the years, it grew into adults, you know, and it it phased out to different uh, genres and stuff. But if you're a seasoned author or if you're a new author or new singer and whatnot, I can put everything in in the magazine. Right now, it's just online magazine. Um, I did have a staff, but when COVID started, that kind of, like, drizzled off. So, and everybody's afraid to get still, you know, getting groups together and stuff. But And you were doing so, that stuff, that's all done in person, right? Yeah, I do everything on my own, everything right now, yep. Are you still yeah. doing uh, the, is everything online still running? Are you looking for help with that? Can people contact you if they're interested in helping you? Yeah, if they want to help, by all means, yeah. You know, we we I do well. I do the interviews and get a hold of, if I think you know. Even if they're new to writing or, or whatnot, you still want to highlight them and spotlight them because mm-hmm. it encourages and inspires them. But it's so all you guys definitely. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, no. Go ahead. I say you guys definitely go out, go over and check out what Karen is doing. And Karen, if you would would for me love, could you post the link for that on my Facebook page so people can just uh, jump on there and grab it real quick and come visit you. Check out what she's doing, and if you're interested in in being involved, helping her out, um, doing things to keep this going, because it's an amazing thing that she's doing. It's been around for a long time. You know, and something fun and positive you can get involved in to be able to impact the poet, the poetic community and writers. So um, please do that for me, Karen. I will do that. All right, and then give your uh, your Facebook and the website's uh, address you, for me again, would you? You can find me on Facebook under Karen Deathwriter DeWitt, D-E-W-I-T-T. And I'm on All Poetry under Death Writer. And you can, 
basically Google my name. You can find me all over the place, you know. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, you sound really good. I am so glad that you were here tonight and were able to share. You just sound awesome. And I've got this, this the message you sent me that's got like three or four poems in it, I still have that, and I've not been able to edit it yet. Everything has just been absolutely nuts here, but I want you to know I still have that. And appreciate you. Appreciate you being a sponsor of the show, and you're just amazing. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, my sister, we will talk to you soon. All right. All right, baby. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. All right. Miss Karen, we love her. She's like like my sister for sure. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 972. 972, you are on the air. Thank you. Hello, Nala. How are you? It's Anna. Hi, honey. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well, all things considered, but you know how that is. Well, Anna, you sound amazing. Oh, thank you, sweetie. Well, um, hello, everyone. I'm, I'm Anna Donovan. <laughs> and what do you have Anna. for us tonight, sweetheart? I want to read two poems. Uh, let me start with the first one. It's called The Dreamer. And it's about a portrait a Costa Rican painter made for me. So, the dreamer. She paints my dreamer with Moorish gates blossoming on her face. Intricate calligraphy where the sun hides in her eyes. Flocks of birds from her lips, all soft feathered, all pointed in flight. She smiles, white rows of linen verses sad sad cloth and thin castanets. Her pronounced forehead where reason should inhabit, swollen with waking dreams and a noise errant planet. Vast tree sonata visions seen by the sublime, her nest a boyish transition among dark ships and the amphora sleeps in puddles of destiny. Her hair the fanning of a peacock's feathers, Deliberate sweeping of the origin cloak, opening to names in the book of life. Star flakes and moon twigs, glimpse fire, scattered with dust at nightfall. In the background, fragrant coffee and cardamom. A night so dark, stars dress rehearse before the reveal on stage. End of poem. Read that last line for me again, Anna. A night so dark, stars dress rehearse before the reveal on stage. That is phenomenal. That piece was incredible, Anna. Thank you, dear. You are very, very welcome. And you know what that kind of a poem is called, right? No, what is it? You said that that was written about a piece of art or a poster you were given? Yes, I was given a portrait, a painting, by a Costa Rican artist that, I don't know if you know Alba Abrego, she's on Facebook, and she's a phenomenal artist. Alba? And she, yeah, Alba. 
Yeah, I've known her since MySpace days. I've known her going on oh, yeah. 15 years maybe. Oh, yeah. So you know her art is amazing. Mm-hmm. So she made a portrait based on me, which she called The Dreamer. It kind of looks like me, but it's her artistry. So I mm-hmm. wrote the poem about it. <laughs> when you write a poem to a piece of art... It's called a spastic poem. And I've got a plastic retainer in my mouth right now, remember, so it's really hard for me to <laughs> to say that correctly. But an aphastic oh, poem oh. Is, is one that's like a vivid description of a scene or um, more commonly a, a piece of art. So that's your new poetry form for this month that you've learned. Oh, when, well, you, when you write goodness. about a piece of art, it's actually, it's actually a poetry form with the real name and everything. Oh. <laughs> Excellent. Well, the other one I was going to read is a shorter one. It's called Today's Shadows. Okay. Today's Shadows, the rioting guts, talking thoughts to the sky. Say, keep love's hunter behind the rocks of summer, in the unprepared sunlight, in the bare chestnut shore's choir. Ignore hungry rivers and winds along today's shadows, and the moon thirsts in breezes with a bee's lips in breathless songs for the pearl back on bright morning's duty. That's it. Absolutely phenomenal. You actually, you knocked both of those out of the park tonight, baby. Great job. Thank you so much. Well, um, everybody, you can find me on Facebook at Anna L. Donovan. Anna Donovan, and I look forward to visiting with you. And thank you. I missed you the last couple of weeks. I've been so busy, but I'm glad I came on tonight. (laughs) I'm very glad every time you get a chance to call in. And when you're not here, please know that you are missed. Oh, thank you so much. Well, everybody have a great night. Everybody have a great night and enjoy the rest of the readings, which are amazing, by the way. They have been incredible tonight, yes. I know. Karen and Mike kicked it out of the park. (laughs) You are right there with them, baby girl. Thank you, Anna. Fantastic job, sweetheart. Thank you. And I'll talk to you later. We will talk to you soon. Okay. All right, our next caller comes from area code. I should actually probably give the next three to give you guys a heads up. We have, I'll give you the next four. We have area code 860 followed by 219, then 832, and then Mama at 216. I do want to let area code uh, 504 know that I do see you on there, and... So I got my eyeballs on you, but you are not in the lineup. So if you want to come on and read, go ahead and press 1, and that will let me know. That will alert me that it's okay. And uh, if you want to come on, you can just press 1. You change your mind. If you're listening, just hang out. If you change your mind, then go ahead and press 1. I'll let you on the air. All right, let's go ahead and grab area code 860. 860, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. It's Krisha Jopak. How are you? I am awesome, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm, um, yeah, 
got a little cognitive dysfunction going on with lupus from gardening too much, but um, but yeah, I'm <laughs> hanging in there. <laughs> it is yeah. really good to hear from you. I missed last week because I, I just it's hard to know what day it is. I thought today was Saturday. I took a nap. Um, I took a nap last Thursday, and I was planning to read, and uh, then um, I woke up, and I'm like, how come my mother's not calling me? And I'm like, oh, man, it's Thursday. <laughs> I'm supposed to be calling in. Yep. <laughs> awesome you're is, you're allowed to have a life. <laughs> awesome prompts tonight. Those were great. Twelve. Thank you. I hope you have fun writing to them. Are you there? <laughs> I absolutely lost you. You were just like dead quiet for a while. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Did you hear me say that the prompts are awesome tonight? I heard that part, yeah. Okay. And then that Mike Todd poems about death, um, prompted by November. But, um, yeah, we love him. So I was going to read um, two poems, one shorter and uh yeah, I had 16 days between these two poems. This one's June 13th, so that was kind of rough. Just, you know, you know, not having the cerebral energy. So, and then the last, the second one I'll read is um, from the 29th. So 16 days after that, was, was like, oh, you get nervous, you know. <laughs> and then I, I really, you know, I worked on it actually over days, and um, yeah, and then I just made myself stay up and tweak it and finish it. So, all right. So um, the first one is called "The Afterlife Smells Like." That's right. We just lost, we can't hear you again, honey. You were you were choppy and then disappeared again. So if you're reading right now, we can't hear you. Are you there, baby? Hello? Hi, Nyla. Can you hear me now? I can. Whatever you do, we keep losing you, so whatever you're doing, quit it. <laughs> no, I, I have my phone right in front of me. Um, it cracked out. I, it, I couldn't hear um, with the two people reading for just like a couple seconds. So, yeah, and in the beginning a little bit. So, Are you on speakerphone? Yeah. Can you read by not being on speakerphone? Yep. Okay. Hold on. I don't know if you're reading off of your phone or... Oh, no, that's okay. I'm on my website. Um, so oh, I was that's just saying much that... better. Okay, good. So, um, yeah, this one's called The Afterlife Smells Like Ghosts in Brackets because every other line is in brackets. And then mm-hmm. um, when I went to title it, I'm just like, I had to pull out my my favorite line. The Afterlife Smells Like Ghosts. I opened the metaphysical with a can opener. The puzzle, magical. I don't want to spoil. Delay denied the last dandelions. I wrote 87 emails but couldn't hit send. Events took place in brackets. I felt your face with feathers. You are stranger than before. Gravity shifts the the jawline. The afterlife smells like ghosts. Hands pry the mouth. We atrophy, fatigued metaphors, rumors perforate, burdens design their own pain. There were kinetic misunderstandings, 
27 lighters are ready to go. War explains daylight. It is your right not to watch. Google an odd life coach. Time passes. The sculpture breaks my dreams. Leading a camel to water doesn't make you noble. I mean everything I don't remember. End poem. I mean everything I don't remember. I love it. And then the next one is called, um, I just finished this the other night, The Feathers of Wings Desire Thumbprints. Distance throws points pointing to the subject of yellow feathers. Lost in the sun, a rogue magician, I'm sorry, lost in the sun, a rogue magician feeds finches from a torn sleeve. This is where the owl lives at night with baby bats after the crickets and and tree frogs duet plummet. In the woods, there are no hands to flutter moonbeams. In summer sunlight, trees arching under cyan blue are liquid-stained glass. During late afternoon brutal heat, the weeping willows drink the pond's moss surface. Just out of school for summer, impatient children try to catch tadpoles in butterfly nets. Camouflaged in the oak's wishbone trunk, the egret waits for the fish that are thirsty for air to catch the exterior like words. Scientists claim that without a human cerebral cortex, fish can't cry, but poets know that their tears fill the oceans. Yellow snapdragons are wilting in the garden because we've forgotten. Buddha's terracotta bowed chin and left ear are eternally injured by winter because we can't find the proper glue. The night suitcase of watches drowns his doppelganger backwards. Many times the dying want to let go. If the debacle had been planned properly, we could still do lunch. There should be a word for someone who blows up consecutive bridges with one damp match. Fire can be satisfying like a fact. When you're looking in the wrong places, it's time to stop looking. Compulsive white lying can alleviate boredom, not to mention major hassles, preempt further questioning, and hone the art of fabrication. The recently widowed old man counts his money in the freezer. Someone who might be me watches him through binoculars. This time, it's best for all subjected parties to become fluent in silence. No one else needs to review your emotional scorecard. No one fathoms the song I bleed when I relinquish windows. End poem. Wow. I absolutely am such a huge fan of your writing. I can't even tell you. you know, oh, thank I you, Nala. Do you have any books out right now? Um, I have one in the works. It's called Sometimes to Breathe, and um, I'm just editing and ordering the poems. So that's a full-length book. I have a chapbook called um, Hourglass Studies by um, Crisis Chronicles Press, and then I have a um, a novel, Maps and Shadows. That's um, it's a historical novel, but very poetic, based on my father's What time period family. is it based on? World War II in Poland. It's told from four points of view. It's funny because when people hear I wrote a novel, they assume it's chick lit, right? It's like, uh, it's about World War II. <laughs> <laughs> and then there aren't a lot of books written by written by women about war, and it's told from um, four points of view, four family members. So you get like a 12-year-old boy, my dad and a, his 16-year-old sister, and then the, my grandfather was 40, 
my grandmother was 40, so it goes female, male, female, male, and then it repeats, and you get, like, the different genders, the different ages, the mother, you know, what's it like to be a boy, to step up when you're, you know, your father's tied to the chair when the Russians come, and so... That sounds absolutely phenomenal. If you've got the links for those, can you throw those on my page for me so people can jump yeah, to them real quickly? Yeah, I would yeah. love to. Yeah, I kind of think about my page as the the bulletin board inside the cafe where you post public Ooh. notices. You know, you're welcome to post anything on there at any time that you want to share with the Speakeasy community because it's kind of like our hub, really. And then your um, intro reminded me that I want to do a poetry workshop, so I have to get in touch with you. And that was helpful to hear half an hour to three hours. So that was helpful. Yeah, you know, yes, basically you can just start and keep going until you're done. Okay. Yeah, I definitely have to message you about some of the parameters and all that. So, yeah, that would be awesome. That would be really good for me, really exciting work with poets. Do you want to do this as a live show or pre-recorded, or how do you want to put it together? Do you know? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm open to either. I don't know if you have a preference. The reason I asked is because if you want to do, you can even do both, as I, I normally say at the beginning of the show, but if you wanted to pre-record the workshop part of it, mm-hmm. then you could pre-record that on your computer. You can just set up your mic and then you can go back and edit it out if you need to, set it up exactly as you want it for the workshop portion. And then we could do something like, um, I can call in with you on a conference call and talk to you a little bit, maybe do a little bit of interview about, you know, what you're doing and why you decided to do this workshop or whatever. Then we can play the audio, just like I play an audio track during the show. I can play the pre-recorded audio, and then after it's over, we can come on live if you want and take questions or talk to people or whatever you want to do. So oh, you know, you've got perfect. some. I love that. Some, yeah some liberties there on how you want to set it up, but if you want to do the actual workshop part of portion of it, you can start on that now, recording on your computer, if that's the way you want to do it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just took some notes down. Perfect. Because I'll forget. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to end soon. I know it is, and I know what it is now. So, yeah. All right, so we are have just let you know we are having some issues with the lines, guys. I just you always have five lines, dedicated lines coming into the show, and then you have different carriers coming in, and we just lost everything but our five lines. So if you guys are trying to hang on just a moment, there's a reason I'm saying this now. <laughs> if you guys are trying to get into the show and you're getting a fast, busy signal, keep trying. It will let you, and eventually, usually when this happens, the text get on it right away and things get resolved quickly. They're absolutely amazing at that. Um, but I just wanted to let you know that we are having some issues with the lines. If you want to stay on the line and read again in a little bit, just press 1, and that will take you out of the line. And press 1, it will put you right back in, because if you're on now, you might not be able to get back on. So just kind of a heads up if you decide you want to read again or hang on. All right, so I'll just give my website. It's uh, com. K-R-Y-S-I-A-J-O-P-E-K.com, and then that's my name on Facebook, and I have an author page on Facebook. And Elliot Jopek has a Facebook page, and he's got a big donut cone on, so he needs some love. <laughs> <laughs> and he's named after Chris awesome. Elliot. <laughs> Right, Very so. cool. All right, Chris. Remember, if you want to, if you want to press one, it takes you out of the lineup. If you want to press 
one again. It'll put you back in if you want to read another one. I've okay, got like three more callers. Nyla. You're welcome, baby. Love we'll talk show. to you soon. I appreciate it. Okay, bye. Appreciate you, honey. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So once again, if you guys are trying to get in, just keep keep dialing 646-595-3965. It'll let you in eventually. We might end up actually being able to play some tracks here. That would be kind of cool. All right. So 219, Brother O, you are our next caller. Hey, Nat, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you, Brother O? Doing good. It's very good to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you. Same here. <laughs> so what's up in your world? What's going on? Oh, uh, just uh, getting, ready, getting ready for another productive month uh, and campaign. <clears throat> And doing my daddy campaigning for the National Spoken Word Awards, I'm up actually for three awards. So that's that's a that's an awesome thing. Um, you know, I'm just uh, just staying focused and writing new poems. Every other is like writing new poems. We got a lot of a lot of, a lot of stuff coming up, and we've been staying busy. That is a good thing to be able to do right now is stay busy. Right. It's nice having something to do. So I'm excited. It sounds like you got some really cool, cool things going on this month. And cool, cool is the um, the highlighted word there. I'm hoping it stays cool for you and it's not too hot where you are. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Cool is cooled off over here where I am. Been been raining basically all week. <laughs> Some craziness. Okay, so what do you have for us tonight, honey? This poem is called "My Hard Work and Dedication." My spoken word ministry will pay off in due time and season. If you're faithful over a few things, God will make you rule over much. You shall reap your harvest in due time and season if you faint not. My dear brothers and sisters, I've been performing poetry in Northwest Indiana and in Chicago for 11 years with a high level of consistency. I set the bar as the chance for more and other poets. I won countless awards, including two national sports sport awards for overcoming the year. And I've earned a great reputation for being the greatest supporter in the Chicago poetry community. See, you don't you don't see the countless hours I spend writing my timeless masterpieces, countless times I revise and edit my poems, fetches, and the countless hours of preparation I put in before I perform radio shows and open mic showcases. You don't see the countless hours. I put in promoting myself and my fellow poets and countless times when people ask me for information about open mic events and shows. And the countless phone calls and emails I receive asking for my advice. You don't see the hard work I put into organizing my weekly and monthly schedule, the hard work I put into booking my own events without the assistance of a manager, and the hard work I put in building my network to 
put myself in position to finally get opportunities to go on tour and be interviewed for podcasts and radio shows and to perform on bigger, bigger events. My dear brothers and sisters, I haven't always received the same amount of support that I willingly give to others. I haven't received the same amount of opportunities as a more established poet because I'm a naturally gifted storyteller than a performer. I haven't always had the same amount of connection and resources to release a long-awaited book and CD project. At times, it can be very discouraging because of the perception of being overlooked by people and, and it's and the idea that that I am not where I should be at this point. Yeah, I still remain dedicated and faithful to my spoken word ministry. God always operates on his timing, not according to our plans and own sense of timing. Sometimes I'm like, why is my hard work and dedication not getting rewarded? Why are some of my fellow poets and writers prospering while I'm still waiting for my turn? When is it going to be my time to flourish and reap the benefits of my hard work and dedication? I spoke the word mentioned. When am I going to finally release my books that I've stored in my crates for over 10 years? When are people finally going to recognize my special gifts and talents? When are they going to present me with opportunities to perform on national stages. My dear brothers and sisters, I truly believe that all my hard work and dedication will pay off when I least expect it to because I completely trust in God's timing and stand upon my wavering faith that I will eventually experience my season of prosperity and abundance. I prayed for it. That was awesome. Always, always that intensity with you, that that faith, that conviction you have in your writing is amazing. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Very welcome indeed. Are you going to read a second for us, sweetheart? You might as well because we are having issues with the lines, so... Okay. Yeah, one I just got one I just worked on yesterday. I just completed today. This one is called Five Reasons Why I Keep My Relationship Business Off of Social Media. (laughs) It's just a good idea anyway. Sorry, that makes me laugh. I just sometimes I see things and I just want to shake my head and it's like, gosh. Gosh, no. No, please, no. Oh, great title. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. The first reason why I keep my relationship business off of social media. I'm a very private person who keeps a very low profile and minds his own business. I don't share the intimate details of my relationship for the whole wide world to see. Me and my girlfriend haven't taken a picture together since we started dating together over a year ago. We haven't changed our relationship status on Facebook from single to a relationship. She and I prefer it that way. 
The second reason why I keep my relationship business off of social media. When you are single and available, nobody wants to give you a time of day or even want to go out a day with you. The minute you announce that you're either in a relationship, engaged, or married on social media, it come to haters and trolls. Everybody, including your exes, want to get back with you all of a sudden. Now, if you want a healthy and happy relationship, I suggest you reduce your time on social media as much as possible and connect with people who are in successful relationships and thriving marriages. Third reason why I keep my business off on social media, some people will be jealous and envious of you because they're not in relationships themselves. Some people are straight up nosy and will always find your personal business. Some people will intentionally spread vicious lies and rumors in an attempt to break up your relationship. And some people plot and scheme to steal your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, or wife from you because they cannot stand to see you happy. Fourth reason why I keep my relationship business off of social media. When you have an argument or disagreement with your significant other, you shouldn't post that on your social media pages because everybody always chimes in with their opinions, trying to give you relationship advice, sticking their nose in their personal business, which ain't got nothing to do with them. The fifth and final reason why I keep my relationship business off of social media, I don't have an issue with informing women that I'm in a committed and healthy relationship now, or, nor do I have an issue with posting pictures and me and my queen enjoying ourselves on a date. That's cool. However, we choose not to post the intimate details of our relationship on social media because we want our privacy to be to be respected and formed. You know, absolutely, absolutely words to heed and live by. You know, I loved at the at the beginning where you're talking about, you know, if you want your your relationship to be a good relationship, then spend less time on social media, which I think is important. I can't tell you how many times I'll sit there and look around and every single person has their face buried in electronics and not even paying attention to the person beside them, but for other reasons too. Right. You know, there's just there's you know, you were talking about, you know, if you want your relationship to be successful, then start hanging around people who have successful relationships. That goes with anything yeah. in life. You know, if you want to be a successful person, you surround yourself with people who are doing what you want to do. If you are a writer, you surround right. yourself like you do here every week with poets, with, with creative people who feed you. You know, if you want a good relationship, exactly. you don't go hang out down the corner where the girls, you know, turn into – you know, uh, the the hens in the barnyard, you know, and, you know, it's it's like that bully mentality. Those women start working on, you know, tearing those boys apart, and it's, it's just, it's contagious. Yeah. You know? And then pretty soon you turn around and you're talking to your man the way they talk to him, and, you know, that's something you would never do before. And, uh, you know, so you got to pay attention to things like that. You know, people put a lot more a lot more thought into what they do on social media than what they do with what or and or who is right in front of them. So I really applaud that piece. I thank you. Now I appreciate you. You're very welcome. All right, my darling sweetheart. 
tell everyone how they can come find you, how to get to know you and your work better, all that good stuff? Well, you can come find find me on social, on Facebook on the Omar Brother Gather. Uh, I got a lot of things coming up. Those, uh, you enjoy those poems tonight. Come reach out to me and uh, connect with me. And uh, I'm always uh, looking looking to connect with writers and authors and things like that. So I can I can be I can be better my craft better my craft on a, on a regular basis. I'm always striving to learn, striving to learn new things. And, uh, I feel like uh, we learn learn something, step out of our comfort zone, learn something new, we'll be better better off for it. Of course, yeah. As always, thank you for your support of the Speakeasy Cafe. Oh, you are very, very welcome, Brother O., and I appreciate you. Thank you for being such a stable and amazing part of our community. Appreciate everything that you do, all the wisdom you share. And we will talk with you next week. Yes, I'll be back next week. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Yeah. Brother O. All right. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller, which comes from area code... Eight, three, two. I believe this is Soldier Blue. Soldier Blue, are you with us? No. <laughs> hey, giggles. I don't, I don't want to be. Well, it's too bad you are. I got you. <laughs> it's so cute. You act as though you have a choice. I already <laughs> unmuted you. We know you're here. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it kind of pissed me off last week because I thought I could wing those two pieces and I had written them in the long, long uh, script and I hadn't blocked them out yet. So I went ahead and blocked them out. And they really kind of uh, sit well with the upcoming festivities, I guess you'd call it. I don't really call it that, but I'm not going to go there. I don't want to go there, because then I'll just start cussing. So we'll just leave that alone. But, um... (laughs) (laughs) I prefer not to do that. Yeah. I I have a love-hate. I have a love-hate relationship with the 4th of July. um, And I have a love-hate relationship with the razor's edge that mm-hmm. everything it stands for makes me i mean it, it, everything it stands for really makes me walk a razor's edge and yeah. it's painful both sides of both sides of my thought beliefs on it are just painful to each other yeah well one of the, the there's only from, from, from where i'm standing there's only one question in terms of native people uh did we did we benefit by it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, of course yeah. not. Yeah, you know, and, and, yeah, and any group of people, not just native people, but native people, you know, very for very different reasons. But nobody benefited from it. You know, well, actually, well, that's not saying, true. There's you know, people who benefited a... from it, but not the people who should have. No. And there's people yeah, who are still that's... paying today. 
because of it. That's oh, no just, doubt. It's hard. Well, I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons why I've always made, you know, tried to get people to understand. Anybody who thinks that the Indian War has ever stopped hasn't been paying attention. Oh, it most definitely hasn't stopped. You know, that's something I've wondered, no, especially since stopped. I was a little kid. You know, because you hear about all these people. There, there were so much, many injustices done in the world, and most of the injustices done and inflicted upon the world were done in the name of religion and were done by um, Europeans. You know, let's face it, the facts oh, yeah. are the facts. You know, all in the name of progress and moving ahead, and, you know, this king needed more of this, and this person needed more of that, and, you know, it was never done for oh, the yeah. common person. <laughs> now here I am no, going off on no. a tangent, and you haven't even started reading yet. <laughs> But what I love about this, and the point I'm trying to make is, I have my beliefs and my reasons, and they're mine alone. You can't understand them because they're not yours. I can try to explain them. I could write a poem. I could tell you them, and you know, you might get the idea, but you'll never feel them like I do. Just like I will never feel them, your reasons, the way you do. And that is why it's so important, you writing the way that you do and writing about the things that you write about because oftentimes we get so caught up in our own our own perspective that we forget. You know, either we refuse to, we forget, or we don't even realize there's another perspective. And if you were to not write about these things, think how many things that you have taught us that would have gone unnoticed and unknown had you not if you were you not doing what you're doing and sharing that perspective with us. What you do is so important. Now I'll have nothing to say after your poems, but there you go. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, just say, I'll just say it like this on two points. Uh, well, first of all, one is just kind of something that just came to my mind, and it's, it's something that I've thought about before, but I haven't really used the phrase in terms of singularity or, or title, but I will for, for the upcoming, upcoming uh, shows. Because uh, I've said it before, man. There, there are so many people who have died in the name of. You know what I'm saying? In the name of, time after time. And the other part of it is, for me, is that I have to write them out because I don't feel like I can see it if I don't. I mean, it's there, and I know it's there, but there's there's a lot of like uh, blurred or 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 almost invisible shades that I wouldn't notice if I if I didn't write them out. Mm-hmm. And to write them out for me is to solidify it, to to bring everything into focus. And that way I can figure out, okay, I've written about it from this side, and I can see that I I missed maybe a little bit over here, and a touch over there, so I can put those into something else in the future. You know the the way you're so. describing it to me. You know what I'm picturing. You know, when somebody, you know, you, you watch the detective movies and the crime scene wall where they put a snapshot there next and connect it to a news article there and connect it to a, a clip of a letter there to a picture of, a, you know, a, a you know, traffic cam picture of it. That's when you're saying that, you know, that's what I'm describing is you being able to put these things in front of you and connect the dots to make them make sense and keep them in order and and bring them into focus. Oh, sure. That's exactly it. So from you now on, when I think of me. your brain, I'm picturing a crime wall. <laughs> well, think of a crime wall in about 1,000, 100,000 on top of a 1,000 puzzle pieces. 
and mm-hmm. each 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 puzzle piece is a word. And there's no set order, and however you put them together, they will always fit. <laughs> so I, like I, like, I like it. I like I like something with your brain like that. I really do. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I just it's just something that I'll be doing forever. Uh, that's that's for sure. This uh, this first piece is called Black Tides. Black Tides, better than a movie. Images of shadow and effect moaning through the hills. Shadow box reality not even close to life. Brutal epics and happy endings. There is no blood singing within a cinema's text. Shining cinematics offer no real resolution. Tensions bleed over, grieve the natures of our red earthen skin. Black willow wands wave in the darkness. Uh, shades of another culture. Grace becomes a gift. Venues broken open. Applause in the patter chatter of tinfoil tabloids. We shall instead steal the light. And go in search of our own. The rush and roar of black tides, the surge of currents, currency, scube on, as deep as water. Oyster shells, cups, smoke, as well as water, bury sound in the deadening sky as the ocean travels the distance of opaque, matted air. Water. Water weeds, time bends the river from its rhymes, the song of days. Water is first medicine. Are you looking at the shades of a darkened sky or midnight's ocean? Do you remember anything beyond the tin you smashed your hearing with so long ago? Family headstones, a false heirloom, face the reconstruction of houses, seven wiles of the whippoorwill, devolution, degeneration, obliteration of lives. Begah, as seen through the faceted locks of vision of the dragonfly. The small the smell of trodden reams of blood. Such death has never been imagined in the name of. Dusted imagery, petroglyphic imagings, we shall bleed the colors we need from ourselves from the clay of our vermilion seated sleep. Jean Monchage would say. Ra River's poetic license for steel verbs so laid to rest in a geometric atrophy of cultural artistry. Skin out colors designing tattoos all made in the tradition of song and ceremony. Dance till the fever drops you like a stone in deep water. The silence screaming louder than you do. Bone on bone, what discoveries can be made with the grist to be ground hard as thunder 
left over from the murmur of the dream swayed and splayed rhythms falling between your feet, lost like dreams to sleep, won't they? The effort now wireless and weary, if you travel unsecured, the harried and the wary, those beings that own smell lies like smoky treats and strip the errant performer with one clean jerk of their flesh. Hard fire, the lazy play of broken lightning, swallow the song of hunger, swallow the wealth of pain. We will not return this way again. We refuse the burden of trying to look the same. Some of us shall look upon it as a sacred hunt, almost religious, but for one or two cascades of shimmering thought as we cry for rain. Rain clouds above us, black tides upon the horizon. We do not seek another form of life. We shall instead make our way home. We are the ghost road born. We are ready for this journey. Black tides better than a movie. And peace. Wow. That was phenomenal. You know, it, it's weird when I listen to you because, because um, every once in a while, one line will jump up and grab me. And it's just, it sticks in my head. You know, it's, that's why I tell people they should always listen to things that inspire them or things that speak to them. You know, and somewhere you'll hear something and it'll stand out and it's like, wow. And I can't tell you why, but it was the line where you said, um, it drops you like a stone in deep water. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the visual of that, you know, when, when you hear that line, it's such a strong visual. You know, you're picturing the stone, you're picturing, you know, deep waters, you're picturing them black and ominous and cold and a dark, empty, black oblivia, you know, just, just, it's, it's such a powerful image. And that's something you do consistently throughout your writing, and I absolutely love that. But I just wanted to point that one line out and use that as an example because I think it's very awesome. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I kind of look at lines, or I should say I look at that line in particular, like, you know, because when it starts, when the stone start gets, starts getting down so far, uh, if, it, you know, it being a light-colored stone is what I'm seeing anyway, it almost, you know, once it gets down to a certain point, it doesn't look like it's moving at all. It's kind of mm-hmm. like it's suspended there. Yeah. So, Incredibly this, strong. Uh, this is, oh, thank you. This next one is called crosses. Are you crossing your fingers, crossing your toes, or praying for death as you cross the heart you hope to die? Badger meat, malleable metal, colga, secondhand origins, word of mouth, everything becomes clear. The fires are lit underneath a mountain. Stories are told over bones. Deathless, redefined by negligence, 
stiffening shock waves and neutered nouns, diphthong to raging dissonance, stronger ego, wolf like ironies, monsani forte truonte. Ashes hit the blue, almost blue, travel whist the restless dims of constellations we almost never see outside of dreams. The deathless are redefined, careful measures taken from the blue sky. Blackbirds wander the wind line by line, its soughing sigh eternal through the tops of the trees. We shall pray for a blessing from the seeds of first forest. We shall practice our hearts with a night song. We shall lift our skins with the sunrise. Dead songs circulate. Spill the bones upon the beads and quillwork medallions. Let the poison run itself upstream of the bloodstream. Water hemlock, did you have a bruise to smoke? Nine odds of the quartered moon. Glass shelter uncertainty. Are you crossing your fingers, crossing your toes? Sibilances speaking prayers over live coals, praying for the severance of life, someone else's heart, so that in your weakness you find yourself back where you started. Pilgrims of ignorance, slaves of the churches, wreaking your will upon others, bloody handprints withstand the test of time, indelible. Deathless, redefined. We are the ghost road born. We will not acknowledge you, your self-absolution. We are walking our way home. And peace. Wow. Incredible, sweetheart. Thank you. Yeah, I wrote that one for the little ones. So. Yeah, listening to you read is sometimes it's it's very sobering. Yeah, right. a lot of things going on right now, and like I say, I mean, the only way I can, you know, basically lay things straight in terms of the, the weave of the cloth is to be able to write it out. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it just just sits there and starts to snarl, and then it's not doing anything. So, you have to write it out. But you can find me on Facebook under uh, Rape Wild, and then in parentheses it says uh, Soldier Blue. As well, I have a podcast, and it's called Red Earth One. Put that all together as if one word and capitalize the R, the E, and the O, and you can find it on at least eight different platforms that 
post podcast that I know of. And that's where you'll find me. Awesome. All right, you guys, make sure that you go check him out. Sweetheart, I am so glad you were here tonight. Absolutely awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Good to be here, Miss Marla. I am uh, hoping you will be here next week. Oh, yeah. I'll have some more uh, more things to uh, decipher and uh, put up for you. I'm busy reading about four books right now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was the only one that did that. <laughs> like, how can you read four books at once? Because, you know, I don't always feel like reading the same book. I, I have a very short... My attention span isn't that great, I guess, is a way to put it. So, you know, I can't sit there and just read one. I may not be in the mood to read that one tomorrow. Tomorrow I might want to read this one. Yeah. Well, I, I always you. find that in in in, a lot, in some ways, not always, but in some ways, uh, if I when I do it that way, because I'll usually, you know, read a good five to ten pages in each book and when I sit down and read of each one. And a lot of times I find that the the, the thoughts and the, the information that I'm reading kind of dovetail. Mm-hmm. And maybe not necessarily in the, the form that the author necessarily intended, but it makes sense to me. Exactly. Exactly. All right, sweetheart. Once again, give your Facebook um, page real quick. No, oh, all right. Uh, Rick Wild, and then underneath in parentheses it uh, says Soldier Blue, and that's me. I think Rafe Wild still sounds like a porn star's name. <laughs> I absolutely love yeah, it. Well, <laughs> and uh, trust me, I picked that. I picked it on purpose like that. <laughs> not not with that in mind necessarily, but just to, you know, definitely. Definitely a more stylized name, you know. <laughs> See, well, if I were, a, my name would be my porn star name. My porn star name would be Bubbles Boom Boom Becky. <laughs> That's that'll be mine. <laughs> Actually, I, I would have put you more down with with scintillating Sasha. Seeing as how I'm do paleontology, I'm always out digging around and poking dead things with a stick and playing in the dirt. It would just be my 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 porn name would be Dirty Girl. That would be it. There you go. Yeah, we'll keep it simple. Now, now we're getting now we're getting round to the round the bend in the corner. All right, sweetheart. Great job tonight, honey. It's really good Thank to hear you, from you. We'll talk oh, to you next week. Okay. Here. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Mr. Blue. Thank you, Miss Nyla. Okay. Can I give the lineup? We have Mama with 216 next, followed by 504 and 501. I do want to let area codes uh, 518 and 815 know that you are not in the lineup. So 518 and 815. Wow, they're backwards. 815 and 518. Twilight Zone. Do, 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 do. Anyway, so if you guys want to come on the air, press 1. Otherwise, if you're just hanging out and listening to the show, welcome. I'm glad you're here. If you change your mind at any time, 518 and 815, you can press 1 then. Otherwise, just hang out, have fun, listen. Glad you're here. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller. Area code 216. Mama, are you with me? 
I've been with you. <laughs> How are you, Mama? The only difference is I wasn't eating when I first was with you, but now what I got are you so eating? hungry. I cooked some noodles and chicken, but I got I was trying to wait after I did my pieces, but you caught me chewing because I couldn't wait any longer. Uh oh. I, I was hungry. I was so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. This the show's on my time frame is from on five to eight, so I always. I always have to have something here to munch on. I've got lemon yogurt tonight. That's what I'm munching on during the show. But it has to be quiet food because no one wants to I know you're telling me about the silent food that you're mm-hmm. over there eating. The quiet food. But I've had a really rough week. And so oh. I thought to myself, I said, what do I need to do? I think I need to do some erotica. Because I have over 3,000 Forms. I don't do my erotica much, and now that I'm disassociating myself with a lot of different shows, uh, I think they decided to go over to SoundCloud and hear my stuff and do my stuff with a little slant to it, which is not quite plagiarism, but it's aggravating. So I said, well, let me do my own stuff, though. At least it'll be on Nyla's show. I wrote this in 2011, and the name of the piece is called Black Lace. And the original piece that I did on SoundCloud has the Elton John instrumental with it. So I'll put the instrumental in the back. And again, the name of the piece is called Black Lace. And this piece is about my first time when I got married and didn't know what was going on. Making you wait for my thing, my stuff, it was hard on me. This was my first time, and Mama said, allow him to build up his desires. I flaunted my lace and my red satin gown. I could feel my heart pound, the throbbing and pulsating going on downtown. It was uncontrollable, and I rubbed my feet together, trying hard not to rush in. As Grandma said, only the foolish do, treading lightly while trying to remember all the clues. Anticipation turns into a desire as I stand in my black lace and my red satin gown is dropping to the ground. My entrance was grand. I let him do the rest as he finishes getting me undressed. He seizes the moment as my caramel treat oozes through my peekaboo lace, I was now imprinted in his mind like indelible ink. Concerning ourselves with no other thing but the excursion of ecstasy, 
on which we were about to embark. He, he removed my black lace, leaving me fully exposed, forgetting that Mama said, always leave something to the imagination. But now I'm fully, in, fully exposed. And I hope I did not mess up. There was nothing left to imagine now except how it would feel with him making love to me. Smooth and silky, soft and vulnerable, I stood there naked in the buff, about to give him my thing, my stuff. I felt chilly, giggly and silly. His eyes consumed me. It was then that he moved in with those kisses and each one warmed me. His lips danced all over my body. This was the thrill of letting him catch me because Grandma said, let him catch you. Never let him think you caught him. Huh. His shoulders were wide and strong and he leaned in to handle me. His gentle grip was stern. His eager arms bulged of strength. His body excited me. Once he put his key into my keyhole, it opened up another world, a world I never knew that was inside of me. I finally gave him that thing, and he went on to please me. And oh, how he did please me. It was unspeakable. Use your imagination. A poet, enchanted, stands naked and in love for the very first time with a lover doing all it takes to make her happy. So I succumb and I surrender and I whisper a poem in his ear. You have devoured me, my king. You have unlocked my jewels and I will always be yours and no one else will ever unlace my black lace. Black Lake, Mama Ola Daisy. That was absolutely beautiful, intimate, erotic, exciting, innocent. You know, and it, it's it's really cool because knowing you as well as I know you and have gotten to know you over the years and the stories you've shared with me, and the more I know now about your um, personal life, you know, and things that have happened through throughout your life and and it means even more to me now hearing that and understanding where you were at and what was going on in your life. And you know, and thank your you. You can't find it on SoundCloud. Um the instrumental 
with the John, Elton John in the background. It's called Black Lace by Vicky Aqua, a.k.a. Mama Ola Daisy, either one. It should pull right up. And thank Perfect. you for letting me share. I'm going to go back to my food. I was going to do two pieces, but I'm hungry. <laughs> well, Mond, I put you back on hold and check back with you in a minute. Okay. That works? That works. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. We'll talk in a little bit, Mama. Thank you. Okay, let's put Mama on hold, and we'll we'll give her a chance to eat something and come back to her. I have to make notes for myself or I'll forget. <laughs> All right. Our next caller comes from area code 460. 460? Four, or no, 504. Where'd 460 go? That's my second three. Oh, that's what I was doing. 504. <laughs> 504, you're on the air. How about you? <laughs> 504, baby. Yeah. Nola. Nola. That's us. Yeah, 460. Oh. It's either my number or it's spoofs. I feel surrounded by so much charisma. Really? Because I'm like, where? You. <laughs> me? So, Look, so my much dog ain't even in the room with me. My dog sweetness, is my sweetness dog. and she, chocolate chips and Oh yeah. She's shunning my dog's shunning me right now, so you know. Ah, I have so many I have so much problems. I had to come be bad born for a little while tonight and then so I pulled out the old laptop that I ain't fired up and you know, you gotta chisel it out before you can open it. You know, and then and it really didn't want to know me anymore. And I was just having so much problems. And then I heard you was having line problems. And I was like, Chrissy asked me, <laughs> are you going to call? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to call. But I don't know what I'm going to read. And then, but then she called. And then it was like, whoop, whoop, whoop. You know? And then so <laughs> so then I heard you was short. And then I was like, oh, fuck, let me call. And so and I, I kept wanting to, because I missed my little chat. Because you know me, I just go off in the chat, even though I'm really the only one every so often, my rugby baby answers me. And, um, but, um, so I just had so many smart ass answers to a lot of things that I couldn't get down. And now I pretty much forgot them. I remember though, God bless the trollops. We always talking, Oh, you can't be on the, on the corner with the girls. If you're trying to have a good relationship with, you know, God bless the trollops. Everybody got their thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I ain't gonna say a couple of the other ones. I probably. But you know, have. when I when I said that, and I know what you're talking about. We were talking about that earlier on the show. You know, if you want to be in a good, strong relationship, then you don't hang out on the corner with all, you know, with the the couples who are all trashing each other and cheating on each other and being mean to each other, you know. But. Man, if if you're walk if you if you're taking a walk on the wild side, then that's exactly where you want to be. Everything everything yeah. has its Baby. proper place. Everything has its proper place. Take a walk on the wild side. Now you're talking. And let me just ask you this one thing. I know this is kind of rude, but I have to ask it anyway. Okay, Rafe Wild and Spirit Wild. What's the difference? I don't know. It's 
The spelling. I don't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Damn! I knew I missed it. I missed. I'm so dense. God. There you go. And and I was, I was Spirit Wild. That name was actually given to me by um, a Ute gentleman that was a neighbor when I used to break BLM Mustangs, when I used to adopt Mustangs from the BLM in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and, and Green Break them. That's where that name came wow. from. But I had that name way before Soldier Blue changed his. So. Yeah, you know, I just had just, to, just I saying. Just had, you know, me, I know, and I would never equate Spirit Wild with a porn star, but... <laughs> I don't know about Rafe Wild either, but um, you know, let's just face it. I'm I'm not looking to porn, to soldier for no porn either. So, but I love <laughs> the dude. I do love him though. I love him a lot. Love you, soldier. Anyway, let me get to it. So I don't. So like Mike said, we can let the real poets come because I really didn't have a lot. I I, I just finished a piece. Um, and um, you know me, I finish it. It might be the twenty seventh draft, but when I finish it, that's the first draft. So, <laughs> so I gotta. So you know, I'm still working on it, but I ain't reading that no tonight. So anyway, I got two little things, and um, one is a little short poem. I guess it's a poem, and the other one is a song for my darling dear, who's who's baking in Spokane right now and um and she's probably crying for the Spokane moon to come up because it's like 108 so <laughs> so I'm I'm going to I'm going to do an a cappella version of a song if that's okay with you please yes okay here we go the first one is called never mind and this is just I don't I've been trying to learn how to do this, you know, instapoety type of, and trying to learn the skills to put my my words on on a one single little frame thingy, and and make it seem like something that's not just, you know, be your best. But anyway, um, so this is the first one I ever did, and then, so anyway, here we go. I liked you better in your bio, she said. Rather read spell check than your verse. She scrapes me off our vanity and comet swipes of Mr. Clean. See heart rates, steam sheds, and question genes reveal my innards. Doghead can't bridging cursed streams, ignoring fleets of hope hearses, every other red. Rusted shield, covered head to face, tatted straps. Howdy duty and apple tree blush. Sell it. Seen. Job well. Happy smoke wine and bolognese lined. Damn, I see. Never mind. In poem. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> We gotta give one to it. Emily, huh? Yeah, we gotta <laughs> give one to Emily Latella. God bless Emily Latella. We was all better with her. Well, we got her forever <laughs> now. So, um, okay, and then this is I'm gonna give y'all 
Spokane Moon. So, look, I ain't warmed up. I'm I'm sorry. I was so if this comes out shitty, y'all know I usually sing better than this. All right, let's give it a shot. Spokane Moon. Here we go. California wasn't warmer everywhere. There's you with a sweater slow screw dressed in black and blue. I'd say in everything words won't do. It's the same old song. With the words all wrong, where the torch belongs, there's a ghost of you in the Spokane moon. There were warnings that adorned you like a Peacock's cry Mighty sleeve of tattoo Snatched me deep in you Heroin chic Sexy suicide It's the same Old song With the words All wrong All the roads All strewn with a ghost of you in the Spokane moon. Go on and play on, trade on the pain in your life. Swallow the world by the morning, then deny the night. No play on, trade on those sly alibis Now that you're left to cry to shadows Oh, it's the same old song With words all wrong Oh, I'll be there soon Standing next to you In the Spokane moon There'll be ghosts of two In the Spokane moon all right, there's a major seven chord out. Wow. In you song. Know, I hope that there's a chance that she is going to hear this. That was so flipping beautiful, I can't even begin to tell you. Oh, she's probably sick of this song by now. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. But thank there's you. No but, way, there's absolutely thank- no way. You think so? I know so. Thank you. I'm a woman. I know things. I drink and I know things. That's what I do. Hey, (laughs) I drink and I don't know things. So we got half. We have. We got something. We got something. Um, you know, there's only two things. Well, 
oh, excuse me, I know this right now that, you know, I never warmed up and I would never sing without warming up. But I just had to because, you know, you have your shot and you got to take it. And the wine is good, you know, the wine is good. So um, I'm drinking a beautiful, eccentric Cabernet Sauvignon. Y'all highly recommend it. Outstanding. Um, anyway, and actually, um, I was so, because my wife's been gone for six weeks. So, well, she's going to be six weeks by the time she comes back. And so I was like, man, I'm getting on this recording. The book's finished. I'm working with a friend of mine um, to help me um, proofread and edit. From She's a, a well-published author and all. And so I, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to get on recording. And then I cut my finger. And I cut it in a, in a way on my, on my left hand that it was going to be laid up for a couple of weeks in butterfly bandages and I would have fired somebody if they did this at work, but you know, I can't fire me. I tried before. <laughs> and so, so now it's healed, but now it's trying to get that mobility back. And so now I'm trying to catch up to it. So I'm actually hoping to have a couple of, um, an A and B, <laughs> an A and B, like an old 45, an A and B coming out with, and that'll be the B side. Um, so I might need another week or two to practice getting my finger moving in the right direction and all, you know, but, um, <laughs> but I'm, you know, because when you cut stuff like that, you know, it takes a little minute, but thank God hands, hands heal. So, um, so you mm-hmm. really, you like the song? You thought it was, it was good. Huh? I thought and it I didn't, was beautiful, but I'm so nervous You didn't have to anyway, take your that, headphones you know, off? No, I did not take my headphones off. In fact, I pressed them to my head. <laughs> oh, I'm still in love with you, too. Oh, it's free. <laughs> it is. And from the heart. Yes, ma'am. Um, so I'm going to keep trying to listen on the phone and back and forth. These headphones get hot. Um, but um, thank you, and... It's so far it's been such a great show, you know, and, and um I hope everybody else has seen my Robbie baby. I'm gonna try to hang in there. I was kinda hoping that we'd see um Jimmy and, and um and Lance and Tammy and Jimmy so I don't is know. at a, on a fishing trip with his family tonight. Oh. Well he's going fishing in Las Vegas. I know, right? <laughs> Somewhere though, because he's he's out, said he was out fishing. He's gonna be out fishing with the family, and it's like it's dang, one of them I'm little jealous. things where the where the stream passes and the little plastic goldfish go by, and he's got a little <laughs> string in the. <laughs> really, is he, is he on the gondola at the Luxor? I want to know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Staining behind the gondola. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, fish. There ain't no water in Las Vegas. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's my that's my dude, yeah, that's my maestro, yeah. And then um so I don't know about Lance Tammy though, but I got to hear, you know, and I'm so heart because, broken because I heard Mike and then then the the OPC cut out and then and then so I only heard the end of Karen just her saying, you know, goodbye basically and I was like, Ah oh. and then but then I was able to I got Chrissy and I got, you know, the Mom and the rest, and so so I was happy 
So I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to hang on here and see um what's going good and um thank you for everything everything that you do for us and everything that you did and um oh by the way just might be getting me some wheels. It looks like it's about to happen. Really? Because I, I posted that for you. How's that going? Um, you know. Is it still going on? The, the, the angels work in mysterious ways, and and yeah, yeah, it is still going on, and um, but it's coming together though. It's coming together, and um, and you know we. It looks like this is going to be a godsend, and and then God sent a bunch of stuff, other stuff too, and you know, so maybe, 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 Daddy getting out the house for a little minute, <laughs> and that'll be. It's still New Orleans summer, but it ain't Spokane summer right now. Dog Lord, you know she's 108 and I'm 84, and <laughs> you know in the, in New Orleans, so we'll take it. Anyway, I'm I'm gonna let y'all go. Um, y'all, if it say moon cookie, that's me. You know, with two e's on the end, like cookie, like um, you know. So y'all can find you're me wherever that You're in New Orleans right says. now. You're not you're not up in Washington. No, I'm in. No, I jumped off the levee and got planted into the Mississippi River Batcher. So I'm stuck in the mud on the side of the Mississippi River, across from downtown New Orleans, and um. You know, I was amazed that I, my battery lasted this long. So, anyway. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm in NOLA, baby. I'm in NOLA. This, this is my home. Where, where I'm all else? confused you know what? now, then. <laughs> oh, no. She's in, no. Uh, the, I live, the, the river is about four blocks from my house. Um, the Batcher is, you know what Batcher is like? The land part that goes up. Off of the river, it's, sometimes it's kind of swampy and all. But then we have mm-hmm. levees because we're kind of below sea level, you know. Yeah. So, like, in the fall, these 40-foot levees have the river almost up to the top of it so that when you're walking down the street, you see the bottom of ships in the sky, <laughs> you know. That's crazy. It is, it is. It takes some getting used to, but I, I grew up with it, though. But it always like to freak people out, though. So, uh, and, and let them, see, when they see it, they go, is that a shoe in the clouds? Yes. Going <laughs> to the river sticks. Yep. Yes, indeed. Yeah, the Mississippi. Anyway, um, so, y'all. Y'all have fun. Thank y'all so much, and I'm sorry I'm wasting all y'all time, and and I didn't really have a lot to offer tonight. But um, but thank y'all, and and God bless everything you do. Oh, you did a great job tonight, honey. I appreciate it so much. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you, my baby. All right. You're welcome. Let's let the real poets come in here. Like you know, you guys know how bad I hate it when you say that, right? Mike with a Y. I mm-hmm. just do it to honor him. I just do it to honor him. But I believe it, though. But anyway. All right. <laughs> bye-bye, All right, my baby. honey. We'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. My moon cookie. 
All right, our next caller. I want to remind again, area code 518-815-407. I want to let you guys know you are not in the lineup. So if any of the three of you would like to come on the air tonight, please press 1 and it will alert me that it's okay to unmute your mic. Again, that's area code 518-815-407. If you're here just hanging out listening to the show, appreciate you guys being here. Enjoy yourselves. If you change your mind at any time, press 1, 518-815-407. All right, let's go ahead and grab area code. We're going to grab... 501, and then I'm going to go back up and grab Mama so she can read her second one. That should give her enough time to have eaten. All right, so 501, you are on the air. Hey, Nyla, how you doing? Long time no hear from. Hey, sweetheart, I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm all right. This is Jay. Um, it I know is you Jay. got like thousands of people calling in, so I ain't going to try to, like, guess who I am? Yes, again. One more time. I hate, I hate it when you guys do that, just so you all know. I'll too. never get it right. <laughs> yes. Sometimes we think uh, our boys stand out a little bit more than they do. Well, you have to realize you talk to yourself and me. I talk to all of you. So mm-hmm. you have a lot to remember for this little girl. <laughs> it's almost like when you're in school, it's one teacher, but she got 24 students in there, so everybody knows the teacher's name. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I would I knew who you were, so you're okay. All right. I would have known if you asked um, me. We doing two pieces tonight, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. And we're having All line right. issues, I, 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 so you can actually do two kind of long ones if you want. <laughs> Beautiful. I don't I don't really do uh, long ones. I do like all medium size. I, I try to go ahead and do it until the poem is ex- is is exhausted. Um, I normally go back in and add some adjectives or some adverbs or or if it's a little <laughs> bump in there as I'm reading it and it made me do a little hesitation or a stutter, I'll go ahead and take that out. But I, I normally just do medium-sized poems. Okay. Well, you do your thing. All right. Appreciate you, Nyla. Scatter me gently to the wind like leaves as I breathe my last breath, so sweet to taste, as I exhale and escape. And this is my story. For the love of this bucket of gluttonous sustenance in excess, greed's waste, you have filled your face. One taste, and you became gluttonous for money's putrid odor. If you refer to the world as her, then you have truly pimped her for all that she was worth. You raped her and defecated on her over and over, leaving her skin cracked and left her veins with emptiness. Now that's priceless, like what the ice once was. The plates of her teeth gnash, grind and groan, because man has put her in a bit of pain and acids in her reign. But she is strong. So with dignity and integrity, she languishes in pure agony. She's burning up. She has fever. So she blows little puffs of breath from Africa to distant lands where hurricanes strip the leaves from the trees, recede the seas 
and roll out the sands. But first, burn away the old man with blisters and scabs across her once beautiful face. The verdict is as plain as the plans of the berries in the plains. Many pockets got ripped as the many systems started to break, knees knocked in the night. Now the ones that got the riches try to evacuate on rocket ships to escape their fates, lying about their part in their own history. I broadcast this to other planets. These are the receipts to the truth. Humans may be coming to a planet near you. I will not let them in. This will be the final transmission of this Earth from Earth in peace. Final transmission. Wow. That was amazing, sweetheart. Good job, Jay. Thank you. You're very welcome. And your next one? All right. All right, here I come. All right. Time moves like water. Sometimes it's as still as a pond or as turbulent as the high seas. When whirlwinds of black holes inhale violently, snorting the water, they are distorting the water. And just like the ocean, they are ever hungry. From our perception, the river only flows in one direction. We can acknowledge the stream, be in the stream, Recall the path that has passed, but never the streams of future's path. So in the present do we exist as far as we can perceive. As we move along in this current, our bodies are soaked like fish in time, down to the subatomic particle. As these particles go about their tasks and duties, ever keeping a watchful eye on the rhythm of water. When an island appears in the ocean, currents pull towards it in swells and gravitational whales, sprinkling debris to its shells. When there is a hole in the ocean, it swallows everything whole. Who knows where it goes? Who knows what it ends up becoming? You see, time moves like water. Sometimes it's as still as a pond or as turbulent as the high seas. Time and water are relatively fluid. In peace. Wow. That one's, um, that one really came from it. Tell me what was going on when you wrote that piece. Where'd that, uh, where'd that I had come wrote from? A, I had wrote a piece on time, and um, uh, another host, had uh, uh, really liked it, and he had told me next time just use time and water, and use them in relation to one another. It was it was it was a huge prop. It was something that, that that really got my creative juices going. I didn't think I was gonna be able to do it because I'm not really good at re-breaking down my own poems, but um, I opened it up and I just used the guts of it, of it that it's using the whole phrases or anything like that. So that's kind of a dissection of an earlier poem. It's a dissection of an earlier poem. That is incredible. I think maybe that's the feeling 
I get from it because it's very it was very tight it was very it was very powerful and ha- them having you do that I think is a really cool um I think it is a really cool kind of a prompt or an experiment or a challenge or whatever you want to call it so let me ask you that ask you this in taking a poem that you'd written and doing what he asked and and paring it down what was that experience like for you to do that to one of your poems um when he first said totally to me i was excited and then when i thought about what i had to do it's gonna be a real drag because i'm actually um pulled up some um, Ron Degrassi. Um, I pulled up a whole bunch of different um, uh, uh, videos on YouTube about time. Mm-hmm. And whenever I heard something that was similar to water, I would go ahead and use it. Do you think in any way in doing that, that that thought process comes into your mind at all when you're writing other things now? Yeah, even if it's just uh, uh, at a certain verse. Um, I've been doing haikus, too, and haikus have been showing me how to not be so wordy and get uh, more impact in with with less words. But it has to be done right also. If it's not done right, and and I'm kind of reading these robotic robotic right now because I'm not, these are are the first time I did both of these poems. Um, I end up giving the poem to him to go ahead and do. Mm Mm-hmm. I, lo- I really, really enjoyed it. I think the, the process that you talked about, how you went through that, is really interesting. And, you know, any time that it, it, was, it sort of, in a way, forced you, to, forced you to, I think, maybe micro-focus on what your message in the poem really was and then try to flesh right. that out more. And I think and that you know process is a really good... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying it is a little bit more, just answering what you said. It's, it's, it's a lot clearer, the point I was trying to get across in the first poem. Mm-hmm. Like like you said, it, it made it real tight. It's, I think that this is something everybody should do with every poem they ever write. You know, I think mm. what, what he had you do, I think that's a real significant process. Because when we first write something, we're really struggling to get the concept out of our head and onto paper. And when it's in our mind, it's not perfect. We we have very abstract minds and thoughts run together. Right. You know, so once we get them written out and we read it, it makes sense to us because we just we just lived through it in our head. And I think that right. a good rule of thumb for any writer is, you know, we write something and we get excited and the first thing we want to do is run post it on on to, you know, Facebook so so people can give us our likes and we get those that instant gratification and those kudos and feel good about ourselves. And I, I think that's really detri- detrimental to us. Social media, I think, it really helps hurts writers as much as it helps writers. I think it puts a lot of undue pressure on us as writers. Um, but with that said, I think if you take up something you've written and you set it in a drawer for a week and, and just leave right. it alone, and then go back and look at it and go through that process of what you did that you're going to have a lot cleaner work. And if nothing else, what it does and what I, you know, I always teach people to do is look for filler words. 
words that have absolutely no benefit to the sentence whatsoever, like the right. or and or, you know, all those little words that you feel in a sentence. If you cut them out and chop up that thought and only use the words that have impact, it makes that line much more powerful. So if it does nothing else but take out the words that serve no purpose, the filler words, your, end up, your writing ends up being a lot crisper. So I love that you shared that. I love that you shared that that's where that inspiration came from. And I really think that maybe that's what I was feeling in that poem. That's yeah. why it, it had that, that grit to it, I guess is a good word. So fantastic job. I'm proud of you. Oh, you've been doing this for a minute, huh, now? <laughs> oh. Okay, so I'm looking at, hang on one second, I need to look at this, looking at the board. We've got Mama coming back on, but before, do you want to hang on with me for a little bit while we bring Mama back on? you want to talk to Mama with me? Yes, ma'am, I love Mama all the days. Okay, well, let's, let's, because right now I've got, some calls on hold. I've got no buttons on, over here, and we've only got five lines coming in the studio, so we're having some issues. So let's let's keep you on here for a minute, real quick, and we'll check and see if Mama's done eating. Mama, are you there? Yes, I am, and I am just elated, man. Oh wow, Jay, that was awesome, man. That just wasn't it? That's, yeah. Hey, thank you, Mama Lafayette. Yes. Well, I mean, hey, your piece was your, your piece was crazy huge earlier today too. I, I, that, that gave me some energy and some life. It's ready to front. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, see, Nyla, I, I noticed him when he first came, you know, to the you know, to the surface on, uh, on 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 the on the program, and there was something special about him. Not only his poetry, he has a real unique sense of humor as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he can do some. Poetry. I'm not using that tonight, Mama. I know, but he can. I was just letting him know. You might, he might come over here and fool you one day, and talking in a whole another voice, and you will really be like, well, who, who is this? He, he got, he got characters inside of characters, and uh, he's just a really great guy. It's, it's a, a joy. He's a joy to know. So I'm glad you took time Mom. with him and help help to um to um dissect that piece that he did and uh. You know, get to the meat of him because he's deep. Yes, he is. Okay, so now, enough of that. Um, here we go. The name of this piece, Nile, is called High. I am 92. And the way this came from was um, there's a man that lives down the hall from me. I'm in the seniors building. And he's 90 something years old. And um, he rides his bike. I can barely walk. He rides his bike. <laughs> and he came. Flying up on the sidewalk the other day on his bike, and he's like, "Hey, get out the way!" Because I was standing in the part that you that doesn't have a curb to it. So he was like, "Hey, get out the way!" He almost like ran over with the bike, and I just think he's amazing. But what a thought came to my mind was another man that was on Facebook that um, had been attacked by some young men from the same um, racial back- background as he was. Mm, I remember that story. So I wrote that poem called, Hey, Hi, I'm 92. Hi, I am 92. I have lived through a lot, from depression to recession, from flu varieties to Ebola to SARS to polio to HIV and more, praise the Lord. 
daily, he reassured, yes, a lot I have endured, outdoor toilet, indoor plumbing, a well for which to drink my water. Hi, I am 92. And that day you saw me, I was alone, and I have outlived my children and my peers, and people usually ignore me because I am just an old man that drives on his own. I use the bathroom on my own, and I walk, and I shop, and I use the ATM machines on my own. I have survived many wars and escaped lynch mobs. Why, then, did you come and decide to take my car and my life? Hi, son, who looks like me. I am 92, and you look 15. God has spared me. And why couldn't you? Easy, weak, old prey, you needed a car. I would have given you my keys. My insurance is paid. My last thoughts were, if God gave me longevity and good health, why couldn't you have shown me mercy? You did not have to club my head and knock me down, oh heartless boy. I would have traded my life for yours, for your future. I was tired, but now your retribution has been entangled with my karma and God's will. I, who was healthy yet weary, was willing to do another day upon this contaminated planet called Earth. But you let the forces of greed hunger, vanity, and poverty, and fear allow you to give in to cowardice. I was 92. Not much I could do against you and the other two. I hope you get to be 92 years old on this planet and remember me every day for who God bless. Let no man curse. In peace. Jim, I'm gonna let you comment. Oh, Mama, that was that was that was beautiful. Uh, now, now, who writing that piece again? Who wrote the who, who wrote that piece, or who was that piece about? I wrote the piece about a, a, a 92 year old man that got attacked by some young boys, and they killed him. Oh, oh you know what, Mama? You read that so in depth. You know, I was I was I, I was feeling you in there. I was I was I was. It just had me searching all over for you, my way. I, I, that was a very nice piece. Uh, the condition of this world is terrible. Uh, for somebody to let that thought come into their mind and then to actually start putting motivation to uh, uh, doing something like that, it is a very telling, uh, uh, telling of what humans are capable of doing. Not all humans, but, you know, if enough people do bad things, it makes everybody look bad. Um, I'm from Detroit. Everybody in Detroit is not bad. It's a lot of good people in Detroit, <laughs> a lot of good people in Chicago, a lot of good people in New York. It's a lot of good people in California, all these major places where crime might be high. And some people are held hostage by being good people because if they were out there moving around like the other people, then they would get along in a way better. But it's best to hold your integrity. Um, I, uh, I love the peace, Mama. Thank you. 
you know, the part that really touches me is the part that he says that well, he he lived through so much. He lived through so much, and for some fifteen-year-old boys, that's now gonna probably go to jail and mess up the rest of their lives too. You know, yeah. they didn't have to kill that man. It just makes no sense no. how you know. Yeah. So thank you for letting me share, Nyla, my daughter, my sweetie. <laughs> He's just coming back and getting me. Would you, do you want to share another one, Mama? And Jay, after Mama's done, do you want to share one so she can comment on yours? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I'm having line issues, so I'm just holding you guys hostage for a minute. Okay. Well, I got to go up here. Sorry, or Jay, do you want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. Okay. You mind, Mama? No, go ahead, because I, I, I got to find one. One day, I found love. Love has always been searching for me, but I fed it with a long-handled spoon. Love desired me. She admired me. So I held her captive and starved her to death many times, like grapes till love withered on the vine. But I, too, have been loved. But I was conditioned with expectations as vast as the earth in the midst of the universe. But unfortunately, the conditions were exponential and quite unsimple. A shaky foundation, nothing for certain, always working on something or another. You would say crap, and I would say brother. I took others for granted as I recanted. This is a cantile's resuscitation at the foot of this basement. I had horrible floral arrangements. I just couldn't stage it. Well, more crap than weight could manage. And my pride had brandished like a badge of honor. And from what I saw, it was all for nothing. No more EF buys because now EF Hutton had to listen. Change some positions, unbreak some busted missions. It's all burning if the kids ain't learning. Stove hot, the pot is set to pop. Cats be purred, but I'm a man, and I ain't running, unless I'm going to the store to get something. But I'm good, and I don't need for nothing. I'm black and not Russian, nothing for nothing. I got to leave something other than unwarranted destruction. But now I'm dancing to another percussion, the power of discussion, not crushing under the boot or burning bridges to serve in peace. Mm. I'm dancing to another percussion called discussion. That was some lyrics right there. Thank you very much. Uh, wow, Jay, you amazed me. Thank you. you know, something I love about your work and the way you write and the way you think, your thought process, is I love how you take a very contemporary very front page focus uh, on something, focus on something very um, pinpointed. But present it in a way that is not damaging to anybody and universal in understanding and makes it very... Your writing humbles mankind, I think, in you know a very, what, in a very, very 
let me let me um, think of the word. It, it 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 humbles mankind in a very nurturing way. Even for as strong as you write, there's that underlying. It's like you're holding every. You're making everybody hold hands while they're behaving badly. <laughs> wow. That's really cool, Nyla. What a great analogy. Yeah, I never heard of it like that before. You, all right, I have to show you. You know where that comes from? Do you know where that where comes come from? from? I, I have three boys, and they they were one, two, and three years old. There's a year between. In fact, the youngest two, there's only 11 months between them, right? So I have three boys, and little boys can be hellions. I don't know what I would have done with a little girl because I, you know, I'm, I'm such a tomboy myself that having sons was perfect for me. But they used to fight and fight bad with each other, and it would make me crazy. Like one of you little shits are going to hurt the other one. And then finally, I had to just, you know, I sat there and I said, you know, it, one of them came from home from school one day, and was the youngest one, Ben, was getting picked on, and he said something. And my oldest one, Sean, jumped in and said, "Who is it? I'm going to go kick their ass." I was like, well, wait, did he just say ass? And by, I mean, by the time I'm registering that, another thought hits me. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You every day are beating the crap out of Benjamin. But you're going to go yeah. beat up someone else for beating up Benjamin? And he says, Mom, it's, <laughs> it's a brother thing. Okay. When he told me that, it was like, oh, okay, I got it. And so from then on out, it was just like, take it outside, and if you, either one of you end up meeting a Band-Aid, come back in. Right, okay. but when when right. things got out of hand, and sometimes they did, I would make them come in, and instead of putting them in corners or sending them to their rooms, I would make them sit on the couch and hold hands, and not move. And if they one if they squeeze the hand or tried to elbow them, they got another five minutes. That's too cool. So they had to sit there and hold hands until they diffused themselves. And realized there wasn't anything community more community important at the end than the fact they were connected. Okay. So that's where that came from. <laughs> Just so you know now. Wow. I'm that's a great analogy. That's cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> they still talk about it. They still talk about me making them do that. Are they men now? They are. Yes. Amazing men. Way more amazing that's as good. adults than I was as an adult growing up. Wow, that's a great a great little um, lesson for mothers to learn today. That was that was really cool. That can go a long way. You ought to write a book on really parenting. <laughs> Any type well, of I, I'm a little girl, right? I'm I'm five feet and one half inch tall, and right. I was a single mom when my youngest one was born. I got I filed for divorce while my I was still in the hospital when my youngest one was born, and I've been a single mom ever since. And I knew at five feet tall, just barely over five feet tall, and having three sons, that those boys were going to get bigger than me one day. Okay. <laughs> and so I had, I had to have that shit under control before they started outgrowing me. You know, and to this day, my, mama's, my mommy look, I give them the mommy, it still works to this day. And what? yes, they are grown men. <laughs> oh, the mommy look don't get old. <laughs> it's like, oh shit! <laughs> right, oh, that's right. awesome. 
Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. What were we talking about before I got all running away? Oh, why? Holding hands. Yeah, your, your, oh, was, uh, your poetry makes the world sit down and hold hands when it's behaving badly, and your work is nurturing. I try to uh, 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 keep my pieces honest. Um, I try to keep them straight down the middle, uh, uh, and that it tends to cast a broader net than being like, yeah, women is this and women is that, or men is this and men is that. I try to throw a a broad net, and it, and it has to be true in order for all for all to uh, uh, be receptive of it. Absolutely, indeed, Mama. Oh, you want me to um to um to do my piece? Sure. Yeah, I already, I already, uh, already, <laughs> already remarked on his, on his piece. No, do you want to read yours? Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to do this one from 2019 or 20. Stop killing me with your sexy. You are killing me with your sexy. Stop killing me. Contrived lust, mirrors with dust, love covered with smoke, flame of innocence choked. Mothered in the womb, never to be born, deliberately sexy too much. Too messy. The mother of harlots, vagaries leading nowhere, wandering into cesspools and ruts. Pure love invokes wellsprings of everlasting hope. Wounds should yield lovers with scope. Stop hanging me with your jaded rope. Stop killing me with your sexy goddesses with blessings. Fill my empty life with an embryo. I have a reservoir of seeds, a plenty. Stop subjecting me to your lust and trust me to handle your true love. Trust me to love your innocence. Release me. Release love from your womb and bear my fruit in peace. I love that Mama Ola Daisy because uh, the note that kept going through there was uh, stop being satisfied with skimming off the surface. There's a whole reservoir here. But to get the whole reservoir, you have to do the right thing. I love that piece, Mama Ola Daisy. That's, that's a good piece for uh, the next generation to hear because the next generation is on, uh, I hate to say it, wholesale. <laughs> right. I was watching Love and Hip Hop the other day, and I said, you know what, I better go pull out my piece because they didn't gone crazy. Right. Nope. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> but it takes those different voices to actually help. People believe that one voice won't help, but one voice does help. If it's everybody else is starting to uh, uh, add on to that voice, and then that voice has a, has a say. Yeah. You know, I'm really curious. What you two, because of of both of you writing honestly from that from from life experience, from your heart, from your old souls, the the moral compass and values that you both seem to embrace, I, I would really love, and I'm just throwing this out there for shits and giggles, but I would really love to see if the two of you write a collaboration together. 
You know, I think Mama LaDaisy's voice would go perfect with mine. And, 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 I and, absolutely and, agree. <laughs> I would have to catch up, but I'm I'm speaking purely on my end. Uh, of Mama Ola Days, you like to do that, but I got I got I got projects. I've been I've been I got projects. <laughs> I got projects. But yes, Mama Ola Days, I will do it if you're willing to do it, or if you have the time to do it. I, I would love to. Well, you know, and there's no time limit on this. One of no, you just get no an idea and throw a verse in the mail to the other, email to the other one, and if they pick it up and run with this, this isn't a time pressure thing. You know, this isn't right. something that should add to your list, just something that's sitting there waiting for you when you have a moment to breathe. There you that go. sounds good. I, I still want to interview you, my mother. Well, that would be uh, great. Yeah, I want to do a legacy interview with you. I want, I, want, I want to see your viewpoints on, on how it was when you started out at 12 years old on up to now and, and the changes that you've seen. Because you're still running with these kids, my mom says. She's the one that's any... got that mama look. <laughs> look, I don't have no scissors in my hand, though. <laughs> right. Don't run through the house with scissors. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love you, Jay. You don't miss nothing. Boy, you, hear, you see how he was dead on that joke? My little mm-hmm. undercover joke. He don't miss nothing, Nyla. You, you picked a good one. You did a good one. So thank you. So, Nyla, I'm going to go in here. And I got, I've got. i been through hell today. Uh, it took six weeks for me to get a replacement phone. So I'm going to go in here and go to bed because i got to do a festival show in the morning. And I got to take my phone to AT&T to let them download my new stuff. I finally got my phone. So I've been raising hell for six weeks and cussing everybody out and having blood pressure problems and, and ER and everything else. So tomorrow I got, I got to get myself together, get up and uh, go to AT&T, let them download my new phone, go do some uh, work. I'm making jewelry as you speak, and I got something really cute to send to you, Nyla. So I've got beads to send to you too, by the way. Okay. And guess what? I just went in the cabinet and, and seen I still got another whole jar of jelly that's never been opened up with the rum in it, what you made for me. Mmm. <laughs> the, the bourbon. Was it, was it bourbon, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. It has never even been opened. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to make me a peanut butter and bourbon jelly sandwich and take it to work tomorrow. <laughs> so. If you get in trouble for... For eating booze on the job, it's not my fault. <laughs> no, it's a farmer's market. They might even be asking me who made it and, and want some, and you might have to be sending some up here to sell. <laughs> oh, so good. It was so good. It's a farmer's market, yeah. It's almost canning time again, and and uh, yeah. I'm not sure what flavors I'm doing this year, but I think I'm going to be working on cherry. I think I'm going to do cherry this year, like a cherry bourbon jam yeah. or jelly or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll give you some feedback on that, and thank you so much for uh, bringing Jay in like that. I'm just because I I really don't you know I don't think he gets enough uh, plays. He's just awesome. So you guys, I'm gonna hang up. I'm gonna go in here and uh, do old people stuff like. Uh, well, tell tell everyone again how to find you, Mama. Uh, Vicky Aqua, Mama Ola Daisy, aka Gangster Granny, All Around Queen, in the building. On Facebook or either Poetry Soup. That's where you can find my most of my work is on Poetry Soup, where it is already got a copyright on it. And so you can go there and read all you want. 
They gonna get it anyway, Mama. <laughs> I know. They, they already went all the way over there to uh, SoundCloud and and dug it up after I deleted almost all of them. But anyway, it's okay. So. But just think about it, Mama. Older days, they thinking about you real tough. If they constantly just sitting there and they, every word that come out or every phrase, they just they just they just listening to your every word. You need to tell them something. Oh, wow. You know what? I wrote a poem about that. Let me do it real quick, Nyla. It's called okay. me. It's me. I am one of a kind. So many people trying. But I left the station light years ago. Y'all make my old shit look new. I have forgotten more than you ever knew. I kept staying on his mind. I kept staying on her mind. My face, my personality kept appearing in their dreams. So why does it seem she, he, they think of me so provocatively? Why does everyone want to do me, touch me, see me, be me? What is the appeal? Obsessed with who I am. Let me be the only one, I pray. I need no doppelganger. Doppler gangler, can't say the word. I need no doppelganger, but the way they, she, them clone me shamefully, they study me like geology, justify my biography. Even though there's only one of me, if you go to sleep and wake, careful. You might wake up as me. Maybe you just woke up in my past life taking my place, even wearing my black lace. In peace. <laughs> Stay away from your black lace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they wrote a poem called Black Lace and they add the word of panties onto it. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, my dear, do me a favor. You sound like you're ready to go now. You didn't. Hey, it's at the end of three hours. I'm, I'm, I'm. I know. Yeah. We don't want to. We want to hear your perky voice. So we're gonna (laughs) let you go. We're gonna let you go while you still got your perky voice. Okay, baby girl. Yeah. Hey, my mother, Daisy. I love that piece, and I and 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 I caught those metaphors and those. I I especially kind of caught those pronouns. Those pronouns were very telling, mother. Thank you. One love, everybody. I got to go before I disappear. <laughs> All right, love Mama. I love you so much, sweetheart. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Love you, girl. Bye. Bye. All right. So, Jay, tell everyone how they can yes, find ma'am. you and what's going on, all that good stuff. You know what, uh, Nyla? People been coming to watch my videos after I come on, uh, come on here. But they're not hitting like, they're not hitting subscribe, they're not leaving a comment or anything. So I appreciate them looking. And I think that they think the videos are pretty good, but I need them to go ahead and do them three things, and I would very much so appreciate it. Everybody out there, you can catch me at J&J Productions Acrylic Arts on YouTube. I repeat, J&J Productions Acrylic Arts on YouTube. I'm teaching people how to do art. It's this, this is perfect for couples or if you people out there are, are, are just dating and you want to do something that's not expensive 
and also show a very nice time, fellas, hint, hint, uh, go to my page. I'm showing you how to do it over there. It's real easy. It's real nice. It's real relaxing. It's very therapeutic. It's abstract art. Y'all will see all the details once y'all get over there. That's very cool. All right, you guys, make sure you check that out. Sweetheart, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight, and uh, it was real cool having you and Vicki here with me. Appreciate you so much. Appreciate your poetry. Appreciate you being a part of our family. And uh, I cannot wait to see what you bring for us next week, love. Yes, ma'am, Nyla. You have a beautiful show, and you're a very beautiful five-foot person. <laughs> oh, I thank you. Put the, put your uh, thing on Nyla's page so we can see it because a lot of people don't know how to find Just Jay because I don't think you're listed under that. Yes, ma'am. Uh, 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 I put it on Nyla's uh, event page if I can get okay. on. Okay. Thank you for reminding me, Mom. Put it on my put it on okay. my regular personal page, the my my yeah. Facebook page. Doesn't have to be yeah. an event okay. page. Put it on my personal page. That's that's right. Right. Post okay. anything you Mama, want there whenever you, you want that you want to promote. Just don't get this information and don't use it, Mom. I want to see you making some beautiful art. I want, I want to be buying some I of your will. art. I will. I will. Right. I'll come over there and I look. see the jewelry is banging. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you, both of night, you. Night. Appreciate you, and we will talk to you next week. Right. Good night, Nyla. Good night, everybody. Good night, honey. Good night, Mama all the days. Good night, Nyla. Good night, town boy. <laughs> Good night, Mary Ellen. <laughs> 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 all right, everyone. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to let you know that I appreciate you all being here, both callers and listeners alike. You guys are what makes the magic happen here, and I'm so blessed to be a part of it. We will talk to you next week. I'm going to close the show tonight with a piece. I'm actually going to close. I was supposed to read tonight, and I didn't. So I'm going to play one of mine, I think, to close with, just so that I keep my end of my contract with you guys. Because I never read, and you guys get mad. So I think that I'm going to play. Which one should I play? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I never know which one to do. I need to upload some more. I don't have very many on here. I'm going to do... Um... Um, no, that one's naughty. Um, I'm going to do, I guess, let's do When Dreams. No, I've played that one before. This is hard, you guys. Room with a view. Evermore. Walls are silent. And sorrow. Look at the river's end. Let's do Lake at the River's End. That'll take us to the close of the show. You can you'll be able to tell when you listen to this one. I was very into to uh going to a lot of Shakespeare plays this summer. Or that summer that I wrote this. So here we go. Lake at the River's End. This is my, my mandatory monthly piece. Talk to you guys next week. Love you. Good night. The Lake at the River's End, a fable of sorts. He sees her there, kneeling beside the lake at the river's end, tears of sadness 
do ripples send? She is just a dream he is haunted by, bound to the sound she cries. Her tears pound out his heartbeat. When they stop, tis when they meet. A moment or a lifetime too late, fear made him hesitate, deeply now to feel the grief beyond measure, no relief for the empty arms of his soul. Only he hears the twin harps echo, transcending him to stand beside her, to look but never touch her, because he loved her too much or not enough. Could this be the truth told as such? Her tears slow in motion fall, still two souls heed their call. In the ripples they stand face to face, what is lost love is still to embrace. The image she sees beside her, that dreams deliver from her, his love is all she could have ever dared. Now it will not free her from his presence there. Her sorrow never to release him, existing together only in the reflection of a moment she saw so clearly. Our hearts do pay so dearly, when one never sees what the other sees so clear, so well. A lover's hell, to be so close that closer no longer exists and still not know the taste of the other's lips. To hunger the flesh, to plead, the soul to weep in the need. Seeing everything on the surface of the lake, make no mistake, because there's been one too many here. Skipping stones, distorting what should be seen so clear, that while two fools stand a world apart, two souls have joined, and the world forgot, forever locked inside each other, and what existed before is limited to the limitless of the other, barring nothing that their dreams did lack. The pen's been tapped, the ink is dry, and two lovers trapped in the sky come back to the lake at the river's end, one reflection, one perfection, one revelation. It is without end. Love, sorrow, a duplicate tomorrow, cursed to love itself again and again, a beginning, a middle, and a music box end. A thousand times once more, the music only to restart time and space apart. From where she kneels, still and yet again, beside the lake, at the river's end.